when we were in Bowen, like it really what, like what get, fucked with your stomach. Getting back here and not having no. having one poop in four days was rough. Listen, man, um, I know you were scared of that toilet. I thought it was fine. It, well, I wasn't scared. I just don't like You're pooping scared of the toilet. in. No, I don't like pooping in a toilet where like there's five of us sharing that washroom, and like. I know the type of you guys just experienced the type of damage my body can do, and that was just a taste. That was just a taste. That was an so, appetizer. Yeah. That was an amuse bouche. Yeah. It's an amuse poosh. As long as you, as long as you're not Seb, uh, i.e., you realize that a fan exists and you should use it, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Well. What can you do? I don't know. Like. I just the the whole Bowen time I was like I wanted to poop, I really the did. Poop. I couldn't. Why? Because of the stage fright. <laughs> I don't I don't want to poop and then like listen. You two walk in hilarious if you walk in after. <laughs> you, you were know? you were worried about the the uh, omnipresent globe judging you. <laughs> that too. The weird uh, fucking lozenge that was on the wall. So now that I think about it, I think it, it was probably an air freshener at some point in its life. No, I think it was like it's supposed to be like sea glass. Like it was. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was art. I don't think that was uh, like an air freshener. Were we not supposed to pee in it? <laughs> Did, do you pee in air fresheners? Usually just the sink. Oh yeah, that's normal. That way you get to look yourself in the eyes when you're doing it. I pee in the diffuser. <laughs> pee in the humidifier. That does oh. make sense. I think your pee should be diffused. <laughs> no, I pee into the diffuser. I want to see what happens. I turn it on. I add a little bit of the, the chai essential oil. Your, your bodily functions are typically bombs that need to be diffused. So. <laughs> yeah, I did not have the, uh, the the mental strength to deal with that bathroom most of the time we were there. Yeah. There's so much going on. Yeah. What did you guys think of the of, of the heated tiles? Heated I, tiles, fantastic. Heated yeah. toilet seat, deeply disconcerting. I don't think I... Do we have to manually turn I, them on or were they just I, on? I, 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 I oh. turned them on specifically, I think, maybe like the the last day we were there in the morning. Mm, okay, so yeah. yeah, I don't think I actually noticed it. Because I, I was the first one to shower the last day we were there. And then I don't think I really used the washroom after that. So like, I don't think I actually noticed it at any point. Hmm. Um, See, here's what concerns me about your bodily functions, is that you didn't use the washroom in any meaningful way mm -hmm. for four days. I showered every morning. Well, Sorry, I mean <laughs> bowel movements. Yeah. Um, I pooped once. I pooped once. Oh, okay. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um, but you also ate a hundred hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, the, the problem is... The second you guys left after I got home, mm -hmm. my body was like, evacuate, evacuate now. <laughs> All of it needs to come out. <sighs> so then I pooped. I let my house air out for a few hours. And then... Um, I don't think a few hours is enough time to, <laughs> uh, to, again, diffuse the situation that is your bodily movements. See, here's, here's something I don't think is a coincidence. The fact that you... Saved up four or so days uh, worth mm -hmm. of, uh, of of ham. So. <laughs> um, uh, blasted that out, and then within the same week, your landlord's like, "I'm selling the building." <laughs> um, no, it's been a gradual, uh, uh, you know, 
just release of uh, the toxins that I ingested during our bone trip. It was a. It was a. What are you alluding to, huh? You saying that we're toxic? Yeah. Yeah. Like 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 Britney Spears, toxic. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. know why you guys keep bringing uh, bringing up Britney Spears today and toxic, but you guys need to stop. Anyways, but the, uh, but the taste of your lips. <laughs> what does she say after that? Taste of your lips. I want to say I'm unafraid, but I also am notoriously uh, bad at. Do you think if I played it right now, we'd get demonetized really yes. quickly? Yes. All right, let's do it. <laughs> What are you playing? Uh, the song of his Spider- people. God. Uh, Mitchell, look up the lyrics. That's what I'm doing. Um, did you I get, s- sorry, ahead. Just I was just going to uh, shift it. Did you guys see, uh, we're, we were talking about Brian Cox earlier. Did you see like how um, how he talks about succession now? I love the fact that he kind of hates it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He was like, uh, they like asked him like, oh, have you watched any episodes of uh, succession? Like, have you watched the finale? And he's like, no, it was painful enough making it. Ooh. But he just, he's just one of those little British actors that just like, it's a, everything's a paycheck, right? Yeah, like I'm yeah. a, it, he, fuck, what was it? He's, uh, he had a quote where he was like, um, fuck, what was it? It was like something like, I've been acting for 60, or the people are like, oh, how does it feel to be like so, you know, like have a resurgence or whatever. And he's like, I've been in this profession for 60 years and suddenly I'm the fuck off guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is really good. I, I like that he's Fuck just, off. I like that he's uh just uh Harrison Fording it. Just like yeah. I hate everyone who likes this thing that I'm <laughs> in. I I'm so excited for him to be in Marvel and just watch nerds asking him lore questions. But then he's gonna be depressed when Martin Scorsese and who is it? Uh, Spielberg. Uh, oh yeah. Uh don't wanna work with me. Yeah. Um but No, or Quentin Tarantino was the other one. Yeah, yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't think Spielberg can say shit. He made Ready Player One. Yeah. Mm. Um Spielberg movie? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think I uh, I think I heard Brian Cox maybe on the actual like HBO Succession podcast. He was basically mm-hmm. saying that yeah, he doesn't like he doesn't watch his own work, which was like funny because like Jeremy Strong, I think was on the same episode and he was talking about like, it, it was such a stark contrast because like Jeremy Strong clearly like the character is like, it's been like such a, such a part of who, who he, who he is and has been well, over like the past few years, but clearly like it's just, it's just different methods. Like Brian Cox is very much like detached from didn't his Brian role. Cox also kind of like shit talk Jeremy Strong's like uh, process. Because uh, Jeremy Strong kind of talks about how he's a bit of a method actor, yeah. and uh, so he's just doing coke and being a little bitch. Well, yeah, he was apparently like very intense on set and everything. But there's like, I saw videos that came out where he's just like having a good time. Like on the thing on the last day of shooting, they shaved his head because he was like shaving his head for another role. Mm. Uh, but like, uh, I think Jeremy Strong or uh, Brian Cox said something about like. Apparently, he just said to Jeremy Strong one day, he's like, "Enough of the method acting bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah i just love that he's just like yeah so many of these like gary oldman is the same way where he just doesn't care about the work yeah. he does he's like oh, yeah, harry potter was fun because i met daniel radcliffe and he's my friend yeah and then he but he does like he, he t- they're like somebody asked him about like the batman trilogy like chris nolan's one and he's like yeah i got paid good money to, to make a movie with chris nolan who i like yeah and he's a like, christian bale's fun and he's like keith ledger was a really nice guy yeah. but they're like oh how do you feel about the character he's like he's a guy <laughs> like that's his, his whole thing is just like, yeah, he's, he's a guy. What do you, what do you yeah, want? Like, what we does are... this character mean to you? He's like, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know, five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it, it meant I got to get this new Porsche. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are a team, as a wise man once said. Um, do you, do you want to take a, a a stab at what you think the lyrics to Toxic are? So here's the thing. In my head, um, she, I, 
I swore she said, like, I know it's not right, but I always heard American. Like, no. taste no. of your lips, American. Oh, I, oh. <laughs> I know it's wrong. T- I know it's oh, absolutely it, wrong. It, 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 you heard so many times from your childhood that it, like, your brain just goes, uh, Is it, I want to ride? Yes. Yeah. No, sorry. It's I'm on a ride. I'm on a ride. What do you think the next line is? Uh, it's the t- the taste of your lips, Jack Harlow's America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, a I, I'm a dear dear to you. That's that's how like my my brain hears it. I'm but addicted to you. I'm addicted to you. That makes yeah. more sense. Okay, so here's here's the the co- or the that. I'm part addicted of the to you. I know that you're toxic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yes. That's that's. Oh, apparently, it's so obvious. Uh, Fuck me. F- <laughs> All right, now, uh, um, uh, uh, don't go chasing waterfalls. Go. <laughs> no. Okay. No. So here, it's, with a taste with the taste of your lips, I'm on a ride. You're toxic, I'm slipping under. With a taste of a poison paradise, I'm addicted to you. Don't you know that you're toxic? I got maybe the last two lines out of that. In yeah. 20 years, I've been listening to that song every day, every morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's just your alarm. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the beginning, like like uh, like notes in that song, would make for a good alarm. I do like Mitchell's rendition better. I think uh, it was made to be a spoken word song. Yeah. <laughs> Ru- uh, Car slam poetry. I oh brother, I can't watch those videos. Yeah. They make my. I I have such bad secondhand embarrassment when I watch stuff like at certain shows. I have trouble. With you know talking to Mitchell, <laughs> you know the secondhand embarrassment is for you being the person talking to him. Yeah, <laughs> You're, the secondhand I'm embarrassed for the you. second. It, it's so bad that I have firsthand embarrassment talking to him, and then I position myself outside my body. You have an out of body experience, exactly. Out of shame. And then I have to watch the conversation happening, and I'm like, oh man, I feel so bad for that guy. You have to watch it like, ooh. <laughs> 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 Talking to someone the whole time, just visibly cringing every time they die. I'm pretty sure I've done that while drunk. Like where, <laughs> like where just somebody's like saying something I don't like it, and I just can't hold my facial like structure together. Like I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm 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 pretty good at keeping a, a straight face uh, when people say stupid things. I I do it for a living. Yeah. And also, I'm friends with you. Yeah. Boom. You just used my joke, but worse. Thank you. This is my time. Where the hell is my stuff? What stuff? No, it's my home. <laughs> They're all my things. Did you mention that uh, that uh, Hamza's landlord is selling the building? Did I hear that right? Yeah. Is that actually a thing? Yeah, I got a call today. So not my landlord, the owner of the building. Yeah, okay. that's, that's it, your landlord. But no, but Nick, Nick is, is the like land- a property manager. Yes, property manager. Yes, but okay. they're the landlord. Yeah. Yeah, but I refer to him as my landlord. Yeah. Just it makes more. It just makes it easier. Um, yeah, uh, there's he's putting the building up for sale, but my the property manager is like, yeah, I don't think it's gonna sell. I think he's asking for too much, but they want to come through on Monday or Tuesday and take a look at the suite. Oh, mm. yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah. In any case, you're moving out anyway, so, you know. I told him about the so damage can... right here, and he's like, I was like, oh, don't worry, I'll fix it. Like, you know, it was a previous roommate's, like, cat that did it. And he was like, eh, carpets are old. Like, I'm not going to really hold okay. you to it. So I thought you were deathly afraid of him knowing that there are cats in here, but you told him about a cat? I told him about a previous cat, and then he was like, 
He's like, oh, I actually saw a cat in your window a week ago. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, oh, I was cat sitting. All this time. So it sounds like he doesn't really care. He was like, he was like, oh, I saw a cat in your window. I guess. Yeah. A few weeks ago, I think he said. And he's like, I meant to text you and be like, oh, I need a damage deposit. You you must have gotten a cat. I'm going to need a damage deposit. And he's like, I just forgot. Um, He's super good at his job. And then I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm cat sitting. The cat's not even there. (laughs) Um, it's it's so funny because there's so many people that I know who just like lament the fact that their landlord does not allow it, yeah. and you're like living on eggshells just because of the, this deposit. He doesn't even care. Well, twelve hundred bucks, man. I don't want to pay twelve hundred uh, bucks. I don't need to. Yeah, but you'll get it back. I don't know, man. He might just start finding damage for nothing. You know. Then I mean, you go to the RTB. Fuck up your. Yeah. He listen. Panda has done no damage to my apartment aside from a couple scratches on walls and potentially a cable. Well, that's not to my apartment. That's private property. <laughs> I am coming to you from post. Uh, yeah. This is just a correction. There has been never any damage done to this apartment yeah. by any cat. Yes. Yeah. There's no damage anywhere in this apartment. Perfect. Um, <laughs> um, speaking, yeah, speaking of damage done by, by cats, <laughs> maybe we should bring up the fact that we we were supposed to start recording this this thing like oh, yeah. like 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 uh, Two, like an hour and like a half, an half ago and then we had to yeah. real we we came to the realization that my mic cord was chewed by Hamza's cat. Right. So we should say if it sounds if the audio sounds a little off this week uh you know blame either mine or Mitchell's cat. We don't know who yeah, did I'm, it but I'm t- talking to a mic from 1955. <laughs> um I bought that mic in 1955. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, this is me coming in from post again. Um there's another correction. There's been no damage done in this apartment by any cats whatsoever. <laughs> Just our viewing of cats the butthole trilogy. Trilogy. <laughs> Where do you go after one? Take me on this journey. Yeah. I mean, listen. Give me a word picture. Well, okay. So the movie ends, right? We've well, we've all seen cats, clearly. The movie ends. They're all dead. Yeah. Okay. Like, well, what does it do? Turns out Dame Judi Dench, not dead. She was faking it. Playing possum. It's possums. She plays. She's in possums. It's late and I don't want to yes and. <laughs> I'm so tired. Here's how bad Cats is. Mm. Um, Taylor Swift is in that movie, and I haven't seen her. Yeah. What if Jen Ortega was in that movie instead? Would you I, see it? I'd give it a go. Yeah. I'd, I'd get like 20 minutes in. What if uh, What if Jen Ortega and Taylor Swift were together? I wouldn't even be here right now. <laughs> I would just be watching the movie on a loop. Uh, we should have put that on at uh, when we were in Bowen. Just Jenna Ortega? Just Jenna Ortega. Yeah. Listen, I think Mitchell would have had quite the experience with Jenna Ortega there. <laughs> just uh, We just put on Wednesday and... Well, you know, but maybe not put on Wednesday because I feel like just even looking at uh, the Netflix like uh, uh, advertisement screen with Jerry Seinfeld's face gave me a bad time, so... Yeah. I, I mean, we should mention, and you can cut this out, we were on drugs. Therapeutic. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's it's me again. Um, there were we no have drugs never... taken by any cats. <laughs> Hamza, I'm recording an overdub as I'm editing this podcast. Okay, please let me do this. How am I here? I don't know. We have never done anything ever. Drugs, activities, <laughs> had fun. <laughs> had any cats? No cats. No cats whatsoever. Didn't watch cats, um, don't own cats. <laughs> Um, no one needs any damage deposits. So we shouldn't send this to your mom and my mom? 
No. Do you think? Do you think they'd be mad? Maybe, maybe we'll edit this part out for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My dad knows we have this podcast, and I, he's about to be here in a few days. I'm. I don't need him to be like you did what. I'm pretty sure uh, my mom has a, a Google alert for my name. <laughs> That's why we well, want to use your first name. <laughs> a Google alert for your name is probably just going to trigger every other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wanted, wanted. <laughs> has anyone seen this man? Yeah. Yeah. God, it. I, I realize like our energy when we record in the morning versus when we record at night is so drastically different. <laughs> we look so sad right now. Come well, again? I, I, I listen, man. I, I need at least five, six more minutes. <laughs> Glass of orange juice. <laughs> that's a really, uh, that's a really tight refractory period. Props, buddy. Um, brother, I'm just pumping it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone's moms, please skip to 14 minutes. <laughs> we are 17 minutes in. I don't know what you're talking. No, about. I want her to hear the gum stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom needs to know what kind of person you are. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, and hopefully my mom doesn't listen to this. And if you do, uh, mom, don't listen to this. <laughs> don't do it, please. Oh, I love you so much. Don't do it. No. Um, when I visited them last year, uh, I remember at one point, uh, like, my dad and Bill all had gone into, like, a grocery store to get something. So I'm, like, just sitting in the car with my mom. And we're just like chatting and it's quiet for a second. I'm looking at my phone and then my mom just goes, so you've dated girls. I'm like, yeah. Have you had sex with these girls? (laughs) And I was just like, um, do you want the answers that you're asking? And then she was like, no, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) What is it like? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out you're adopted. Yeah. <laughs> Your parents said it was too icky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, my parents never like my parents both like gave it a go about like do we do we sex? It didn't take. Oh, we are doing origin stories today. <laughs> no, uh. both my parents gave it a go of just like. <sighs> do we have to have this talk? I'm like, no, school covers it. And they're like, oh, thank Christ. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever had a talk, ever. I mean, your no, mom I... had the talk with both of us. Yeah. Your dad <laughs> had the talk with me, and I wasn't... Actually, both your dads. <laughs> At the same yeah. time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was not sure why I was invited, but... They didn't even talk to me. before he knew either of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were just in a parking lot. Yeah. No, my dad never had the sex talk with me, but I remember when I was like... Must have been 14, 13-ish, somewhere around there. Yeah. My dad had the, like, we know you're going to masturbate talk. <laughs> and that was by far worse than just, like, talking about sex. <laughs> like, my dad was like, look, we know what's going to happen. You just make sure you're not making a huge mess, basically. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Which leads me to believe you were probably leaving a huge mess oh, somewhere. Most likely. <laughs> Listen, you don't know when it's happening the first time. You're just like, oh, that looks nice. And then your hand goes your wiener. And you're like, I don't know what's happening, but it feels good. <laughs> your, yeah. your parents. That's what happens every time I do it. <laughs> One week before that, we're like, we shouldn't have bought him those black sheets. That was not the move. We should have bought him that black couch. <laughs> <laughs> we knew the satin sheets were a bad idea. I hate this podcast. <laughs> this is by far the worst episode we've done. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm, 
I don't know if this is a fever dream, but I feel like the the like the the through line of the last ten minutes has been come. So <laughs> that that's been the through line of the last ten years. Yeah, <laughs> humanity really, if you think about it. Mitchell mostly sustains on come. <laughs> I I need the protein any way I can get it. <laughs> okay, speaking of protein, uh, there's a, a movie that we watched that has a lot of scenes of cooking protein. I was really hoping to get, like, another five minutes out of this so we could just, like, burn the first 20. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. I'm calling it. Uh, What movie did we watch this week? Right. So, in case anyone listening doesn't know, this is Real Garbage. We're the movie (laughs) podcast. They know it's Real Garbage. Will you shut up when I do my intro, please? (laughs) You chewed through a mic already today. (laughs) Through the mic itself, not the cord. (laughs) As I said, this is Real Garbage. We're the movie podcast that watches bad movies so you don't have to. This week we watched uh, Don't Worry, Darling from 2022. Um, It's directed by Olivia Wilde, who most people know as an actress. She's been in tons of different things. Mm -hmm. She also directed one movie prior called Booksmart that a lot of people really liked, Mm -hmm. myself included. Um, And the movie came out on September 23rd, 2022. Uh, it was written by Katie Silberman, uh, and the story by Carrie Van Dyke, Shane Van Dyke, and Katie Silberman. Um, I didn't look up what they previously wrote. I, I think Katie Silberman, it might be one of her first credits. I think she did some TV. So cool, totally. Uh, yeah. Um, it's got a runtime of two hours and three minutes, uh, which it's a weirdly paced movie. Yeah. I feel yes, it feels like. And I'm just going to kind of give my thoughts now because I'm going to give some some thoughts. I feel like the first, like, hour and a bit really kind of builds some nice tension. And then the last hour, you're like, I, what? Ooh, what is this pace? Ooh, I don't agree with you. Really? Yeah. I'm not, saying the te- I'm not saying the movie itself is good, but I feel like it sets up some stuff where you're like. I agree with your first statement of it builds tension well. I fundamentally disagree with you on that one. But we can get into it. <laughs> Whoa. All right. I said don't interrupt me. When I'm talking, <laughs> no one else talk. Um, what else? Oh, yes. Uh, does anyone want to... Oh, yeah. It had a budget of $35 million. Okay. Um, and do you guys want to guess what the worldwide box office was of this? So remember, uh, for anybody that 34 is... $34 million. <laughs> anybody listening, uh, to consider a movie like a success in at the box office, it has to roughly make about two and a half times its budget. So yeah. the budget was kind of reported weirdly at a bunch of different places. Every but, part of this movie was reported weirdly by a bunch yeah. of different places. And there's so much to get into with the behind-the-scenes shit of this movie. Like yeah. I have some stuff written down, but... I'm going to guess $70 million. Mitchell? Uh, 60 $87 million. Oh. I yeah. win! So, yeah. So we'll expect a Don't Worry Darling 2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, do you guys want to take any sort of stab at what the tagline could be? Oh. It's really generic sounding. Hmm. Don't worry. And it darling. has to. <laughs> uh, it has to do with like the location. Don't worry. At least Harry Styles is in this. Pretty close. Uh, don't worry. Be happy. You worry. <laughs> don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I literally can't come up with anything. It's co- it's the tagline for this movie is "Welcome to Victory." Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Told you, generic as hell. Yeah. Um, some trivia for you guys mm-hmm. before we kind of actually dive Tri- into this. Trivia scares me. Why are you doing this? Yeah, you're really bad at it. I've noticed. I, I didn't want to say anything. 
But you're just terrible at trivia. And also understanding how tension builds at the beginning of a movie. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do take that. Like, I think that there's aspects of the tension building that I like. And then there's other Mm -hmm. aspects where I'm like, I think my overall thought of this movie is that I think it thinks it's a lot smarter than it is. 100%. Yeah. It thinks it's like a very cerebral, like David Fincher, Christopher Nolan type of like, oh, fuck. Like, we're keeping you guessing. You don't know where this is going. And at no point was I wanting to know where it went. Yeah, I did you know, not. like that—that's that's exactly what, what like yeah. what I meant when I said yeah. I, I disagreed. Um, okay, so some trivia for you guys: um, the main character of Alice was played by Florence Pugh. Uh, originally, that character was going to be played by Olivia Wilde, mm-hmm. uh, who plays Bunny in the film. Uh, but she saw Florence Pugh's performance in uh, Midsummer. Mm-hmm. and wanted to cast her after that and point. And realized she couldn't carry a movie. <laughs> yeah. Wanted to cast her after that. Uh, Frank, uh, or sorry, Jack is played by uh, Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, was originally cast, uh, <clears throat> or sorry, Shia Buff was originally cast for this role. Mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf. And um, that's where kind of all the backstage drama kind of initially stemmed from. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it was, um, Shia LaBeouf left the movie. And I believe it was, like, uh, he said that he was, like, just wanting to take a break, spend time with his family, creative differences, whatever. Mm-hmm. Get a weird cholo tattoo. Yeah. Um, Olivia Wilde basically came out and was, like, we, I had to protect our cast. I had to protect the women on this film. Ugh. So I, I fired him and blah, blah, blah. And then Shia LaBeouf came out and was, like, fuck are you talking about? I have the receipts here. Like, you. Yeah. And he released a video that was Olivia Wilde basically, like, shit-talking Flor- about Florence Pugh being like, we have to show her she's not, like, a big deal. Oh. And being Jesus. like, we have to put Little Miss Flo in her place is what she said. Oh, God. Uh, so that's why I thought it was funny that the whole time, uh, like, uh, um, Florence Pugh didn't, at, like, do any sort of marketing or advertising or, or interviews for this film, no mm-hmm. press. But there was, like, one picture she posted from Cannes where she was like her makeup team was doing her, her thing and her robe on that she had on said uh, Little Miss Flo. <laughs> and I was like, damn, okay. Um, right. So some other uh, uh, couple things. Uh, the character of Margaret uh, was originally going to be played by Dakota Johnson. Uh, she, really? Yes. She dropped out because she was uh, doing The Lost Daughter. Okay. And just couldn't make scheduling work. Mm-hmm. And the last kind of interesting thing that I actually kind of I said when I was watching it, and then when I looked it up, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, this actually makes sense. Um, the character Frank, played by Chris Pro- uh, Chris Pine, was based on Jordan Peterson, according to Olivia Wilde. Interesting. Yeah, because Frank mm. is not in the, I believe, not a big member of the original story. Okay. This is yeah. uh, this is adapted from a book or a yes, play? Yes, there's, there's a book. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I read the original ending of the book too, and when we get to that point, I'll tell you guys. But it's yeah. it's different, and I think much better. I was gonna say, is it better? Because yes, it has to be better. Yes, yeah. it's it's much much better than the ending of the of the movie. So should we? You guys want to dive into this? Yeah, let's Go do it. it. All right. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, don't worry, darling. Don't my darlings. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, you're you you allowed to talk to me like that. Anymore. You can want to I, call me darling when you're mad at me. Do we have any more gamer juice? Can I have my gamer juice? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is 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 this the yeah. moment where we open cancer? Okay, three, two, one. <laughs> Fuck! I'm late. Ah, ah. All right. You struggled so much oh with that. God. What happened? I because he just had sacrificed nails myself. Yeah, I actually don't really have nails right now. Ooh, that's oh. warm. That's good piss. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so when we start on Don't Worry Darling, we start with some 1950s music. Some uh, We open at a dinner party, 
And uh, we see it's very 1950s aesthetic. You know, uh, record players, people, everyone's in a suit and a nice dress. Uh, it's a, you know, having a good time, having cocktails. We know it's not actually the 1950s because there's a person of color there <laughs> um, amongst these white people. Um, and we see that the uh, that uh, Florence Pugh's character, Alice, and hairstyles Jack have kind of the perfect marriage. Jack goes to work. Florence cleans up. Cooks is, is the 1950s housewife. And... Um, you know, they come home and they're madly in, or uh, Jack comes home, they're madly in love. And uh, one of the first scenes we see is, you know, they're kissing and then they get to the table and Jack just starts eating pussy. <laughs> he just immediately gets in there and just starts eating pussy. My my favorite part of the whole intro was um, Nick Kroll uh, because to me it just felt like, I, I don't even think they had dialogue written for Nick Kroll. It just felt like he was just Nick, just Nick Kroll, just Nick Krolling. Uh <laughs> Wearing uh, wearing an old timey suit and then Nicole yeah. Con, yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. No, that was the moment where I'm like, oh man, uh, DJ Khaled's gonna hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh god, right? Yeah, so we kind of see that they have like an idyllic life. Like you know, uh, she's the perfect housewife in the fifties. He's the handsome. Uh, was he supposed to be like a, a civil engineer? They don't. Um, I don't think they ever clarify. I, I think they say at one point he says what his, he's some he, form of engineer. Uh, yeah, he, he claims he is. Anyways. Yeah, he's like um, uh, it, it. It's vague though. It's like a technical engineer. Yeah, or something. something. Like that, anyway, which is like we we nothing. see that they're living kind of the the good life together. Um, and uh, then we get introduced to kind of the wider cast at a dinner party held at Frank's house. Frank is played by Chris Pine. Who, along with Florence Pugh, I think are the only two people giving good performances, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they they probably felt they were in a much better movie than what they got. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I think Florence Pugh. Like, I think she was a really good performance. Florence Pugh is fantastic all the way through. Yeah, she, yeah well, like, that's just she just just typically a good actress. Like, she's yeah, good in everything. She she's does. good at her job. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, yeah. So we we come to a party where it looks like. Uh, Frank has invited all the members of the Victory Project, which is the company that they all work for. In the uh, town that they in the, t- in the In the town of Victory, Ca- uh, California? I think this yeah. it is. It's probably Victory, New Mexico. Victory nondescript area. Yeah. yeah. I don't um, think they ever mentioned, but it was... I think I saw the filming location was California, so I think my brain just... Yeah, I don't of, think yeah. they ever say... No. A state or anything right. like that. So, uh, yeah, Frank uh, gives a little speech where he introduces his wife, Shelly. Shelly, I just want to confirm that. Yeah, Shelly, played by Gemma Chan, uh, who is kind of the matriarch along. Like he, he's very much like his whole thing is like you know us men can't can't work hard without the women being at home doing the the laundry and the being the support, and it's a uh, very like um, you know uh, misogynist, incelly patriarchal uh, 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 rhetoric. He introduces us to, as well to um, Dr. Collins, who he says, uh, played by Timothy Simmons, who is one of the funniest people I've seen. I was going to say, um, he was good too. Like, yeah. I, I enjoyed him. Yeah, but he's like such a good comedic actor. Yeah. That like when I see him in serious stuff, I'm like, oh, he's really good at being creepy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's really unsettling. Uh, he's super funny in Veep. Every yes. time he shows up in Veep, he is hilarious. Um, yeah, we meet Dr. Collins, who essentially established the co- the, the city of vict- uh, victory with um, Frank. Uh, yeah, and they give kind of like a, a 
I don't know, like a little speech about like, oh, how the women have to help, whatever. Uh, then it cuts to, um, oh, during his speech, uh, Margaret, who's one of um, uh, Alice's friends, kind of speaks up and says, we don't belong here. Yeah. Um, and she's played by uh, Kiki Lane, who um, I thought was good in the few scenes she had. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she kind of has a bit of a... a feel like feels like something's off her husband takes her away to chat whatever and and we're we're also introduced to the fact that they're like allison and margaret are friends because we've seen an earlier scene that they're doing ballet together mm-hmm. uh, which is run by shelly um yeah uh and uh yeah so we we then see harry styles's character is there as well and he he's trying to figure out like oh how does frank do what he does right like how is he How's he so commanding and cool and whatever? And then uh, uh, Alice walks in and she's like, what are you doing? And then they start, uh, he starts fingering her. Sure. He pulls her panties down, but at no point does he do anything with his pants. So I imagine that's what's happening. Uh, And then she looks up and sees that Frank is watching and he kind of gives like an approving Robert Redford nod (laughs) and then leaves. You know, he's like, yeah. mm, yes, man, yes. very good. Yes, that's, yeah. that's the place where I yeah. put my watches on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is my cravat. <laughs> um, yeah, I, the, like, these scenes felt like they should have been pre- Like, there's, there should have been different scenes in between them. Like, which, we went from kind which, of... Which scenes? Like, we went from one dinner party scene to essentially to another bigger dinner party scene. Yeah. And we have a couple little montage bits between them. Yeah. But I don't feel like it does enough to establish the rest of the characters. Like, a thing that I really felt frustrated with with this movie is, like, pretty much all the characters are two-dimensional, aside from Alice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd say maybe Jack as well. Um, Frank, for as good as Chris Pine is, is not a super well-rounded character. Absolutely. He's super mysterious, and they just kind of keep him that way. You yeah. don't really see any motivations behind him. Yeah, I was getting really pissed off at his at his big speech that he gives at the, I guess we're calling it like the second dinner where it's at it's at Frank's place. Yeah. Um, it's just so much bullshit, and you don't know anything about, about what's actually happening yet, and it's just just platitudes of like, we have to do our work for the good... And, you know, we have to go into the depths for things and everyone's getting excited. And like, I feel like, again, they think that they're building this intrigue and this like feeling of like, what's going on? But it's just like, you're actually not giving anything. You're not giving any reason for, for me to care. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Um, Yeah, it just felt like. In in a better movie, they would have kind of given you some sort of reveal about Frank later on, you know, about yeah. like w- what his deal actually is, like what some sort of vulnerability. What and you kind of get like a little hint of it, and I won't spoil it yet. We'll get to it. Yeah, but like it's just not enough. What are to... you talking about, though? I mean, we get to see Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. <laughs> you get to see Chris's Pine. Yeah. You get to see Chris Pine stare yeah. at Florence Pugh for. An hour and a half. <laughs> Do you think he was there and he was like, I already had a sex scene with her. It's fine. <laughs> like so much. In a of, different movie. I'll say it's not in this movie. In a different movie. Pretty much like the only things that we see Frank do for like the first like two, two and a half acts are just like stare menacingly at Florence Pugh mm-hmm. while she's doing things, sex or just being a person and giving these like bullshit speeches. Yep. Frank's entire character could be played by a radio. 
Like it could just yep. be a mysterious voice coming through a yep. radio, and it would have changed nothing. I like, and it actually might have been a more interesting choice. I gave this exact feedback to yeah. to Dom after we had watched it that I think you you probably could have cut off everything that they were trying to establish by showing that dinner scene and showing him giving the speech. Like just do it through ra- like radio segments. Like I think mm-hmm. it would be better if we if we actually don't even see Frank up until the third act. Maybe yeah. it's like just, just he's like, this looming figure. Yeah. And it, yeah, yeah. I think that would have been and like the and then you introduce I, somebody like Chris Pine where you're yeah. like, oh fuck, like this is yeah. a real yeah. guy. Like, like yeah. there was a moment where I kind of thought they were gonna lead that way. Um, like um, uh, where they uh, I think they're in the ballet studio and there's a big like oil painting of him behind mm-hmm. and I kind of thought they were gonna keep him a little more in the shadows because they were talking about yeah. like how all the great things that Frank does and how mysterious he is and like we all want to be like him it, and then they showed him right away and he's just like a dude the, the mm-hmm. thing to me is like they did they did the thing where they didn't either don't use him very much and have him be that third act reveal or have him be constantly a presence everywhere yeah, yeah and, and they they middle grounded yeah. it super hard because like have him be interfering in the other people's lives all the time just to exert yeah. power like micromanager yeah, yeah exactly well just in general Give some substance to the character. Give some actual mm-hmm. motivation and and purpose to what he's doing. They like they don't reveal that in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. yeah uh, so the next scene we see is that Alice is on the uh, bus trolley, uh, just taking a ride, and the driver's like, "Where are you headed?" And she's like, "I'm just I'm just here for the wind in my hair." And he's like, "Women can can what? just go f- do things." <laughs> They're not. Are you getting groceries? <laughs> like he literally at one point is like, you, you want me to take you to the grocery store? Did he um, actually say that? I think he says something along those lines where he's like, do you want me to take you to like some sort of store to do the the errands? And she's yeah. like, no, I just wanted to get fresh air. Uh, while this is happening, she sees a plane overhead uh, that's in the distance, and it looks like it's slowly going down. It's like a propeller plane, uh, and it crashes off in the distance. She screams for the guy to stop. Uh, she's like, oh, we got to go see what happened. He's like, but I, I can't. That's not my route. <laughs> he literally says that's not my route. And then she gets off and she walks through the desert to go find the plane where she finds the big building that is their headquarters. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes up to the headquarters and she puts her hands on the glass. And when she does that, everything goes red. Yeah. And the next thing we see is she wakes up in her bed. Yeah. yeah. So the one thought that I had about that scene in particular where, yeah. where where she gets up to this to this this what would you call it like at at that at, at that point in the movie we it's just, it's just like a it's just a structure in the desert yeah, yeah it's, it's like just a building a, in the desert yeah it's you just never like, really properly established yeah. what that was yeah. there was a shot of it earlier but they yeah. didn't do enough to so show what that was you basically was. see her come up to this building right mm-hmm. and it just looks like nothing but the way that they frame this whole movie mm-hmm. makes it seem like this is fucking arrival and you're seeing the alien ship for the first time. Yeah. But it's like, this yeah. is just a fucking building. You've not given any context for why I should care, but clearly yeah. Florence yeah. Pugh like, is like if they, amazed by this. If they had constantly like let us know like that's headquarters, no one is allowed to go there, yeah. but yeah. the men, like it's top secret, whatever, if they'd done yeah. something to establish that and then she ends up there, yeah. then it gives more gravitas to like, oh fuck, what's she, why is she there? Yeah. You know, instead we're just like I had no idea that was the the headquarters. No idea. I was just like what the fuck is this building? Like what yeah. is Like oh, she's at, she's at a building. That's yeah. that's weird. Um the other thing that I noticed in that scene when she's walking up to the building yeah. is they there was a super bad lens flare, mm. 
but it wasn't in like a J.J. Abrams like stylistic choice. Yeah. It just looked like they were filming at the wrong time of fucking day, and it was distracting. Like it was like I like what's that blue thing in the sky? Oh, someone doesn't know where to point their fucking camera. Hmm. I, I was actually gonna say like this movie really reminded me of kind of like how they tried to like a bad version of how the first season of Lost was established. <laughs> you know where they're like here's all these mysteries that we need to answer. This movie was like. What the biggest mystery? Why are, why are men so bad? And why are why are women be cooking? I, I literally had the same thought about uh, it was like lost where they yeah. were just making all these like promises to the audience yeah. but like, oh what's it's, this? What's this? What's this? And then no intention it's the, of it's answering the, them. the mystery box thing, yeah. right? Like the that everyone accuses JJ Abrams of doing, like the same thing he kinda did with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, here's some really cool ideas. Where do you want to go with it? And then it was like, well, but do you have an answer to these ideas? No, no f- figure it out, you know? Figure but it out yourself. Like, I don't even know if we can give me that much credit because all it does yeah. is just like show, th- it just shows images. But that's what that, I'm saying. Like hmm. they don't have the answers whatsoever to what they want to show. Yeah. So it's not like, it's like when a, when a competent director like like a David Fincher does it, he knows exactly what he's doing, mm-hmm. right? He knows like, oh, this is going to pay off in this way later. Yeah. And it didn't feel like at any point Olivia Wilde had like a, Oh, this imagery or this, uh, like for instance, there's a lot of sound cues where I was like, oh, if they'd established the sound cue earlier, then then when this happens, this would be really cool and it'd be mm-hmm. a lot more like tension filled, and it just like show like random sound cues just show up and you're like, this doesn't really, uh, this doesn't okay. add anything aside from being like weird and you're trying to be unsettling, but it's not unsettling. Okay, this is this is the moment where I I chime in with my my biggest opinion on this movie. Mm. I think this has the worst score in a movie I I maybe have ever seen. I thought really it was ever. I thought it was terrible. So I I don't know terrible. if I would say it's the worst. I would say it's very distracting. It's very distracting terrible. and it doesn't lend itself to a lot of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the scenes in the third act that are very tension. They're supposed to be very tension filled. Um, there's a couple song choices or a couple, not song choices, a couple um, just score choices that that both Bilal and I were just baffled at where we're yeah. like, and you know, my, my brother is like very heavily into score and like he, he really like notices that stuff. Like the candy bar? Yeah, he mm-hmm. loves it. I, score dude, I'll, f- I'll, f- I'll fuck up some score right now. Do you go for score blizzards after this? Don't fuck around, dude. <laughs> I'll... Should we call some? Should we call some Ison and go get a a, a DQ cheeseburger at two in the morning? I hope he listens to this. You know the people. The people who don't know uh, that Samison was your uh, former roommate think that you just mispronounced samosa. Yeah. Should we, go should we get samosas? Should we get Samisons? That's when a white person makes your. Samosa. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, you were talking about uh, the yeah, those just baffling the, you. Yeah, my my brother brother's. is very big into like score and, and and like really pays attention to that stuff in movies. And there was one part uh, in the third act, and when I get to it, I'll mention it. But like, yeah. he just actually threw his hands up, and he's like, "What is this?" <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that was happening to me multiple times. And like, I, I like I actually maybe felt it was worse in, in the first act because like I guess they're trying to be more subdued, but they would always just do the same thing with this this like percussion hit of like. Dung, yep. Dung. And it was just, it, it, would, it was just so See, bad. Okay, so one thing I would have done had I made this, I would have tried to leak in noises from, actually, you know what? I'll, 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 I don't when, like when you start sentences saying that you're going to leak in. Buddy, I, I've been leaking for a few days now. 
Um, uh, no, you know what? I'll, I'll actually when we get to the when we get to the point, I'll, okay. I, I want to kind of get through this a bit. Sure. But um, uh, it, yeah. it does just go back to like the like the the earthquakes that are happening. Like, the, what is that? And just fucking nothing. Yeah. Like, there's not like a big like. Oh, when this happens, it causes an earthquake. I had a full it, like theory on the earthquakes, and we have no answers from this movie yeah. whatsoever yeah. about what the earthquakes symbolize. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe it was something that played played more in the in the books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or um, I do they, actually kind of want to read the book just because I've heard the book is good. Yeah, book, so. book singular, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. singular. Yeah, it's it's. I believe it's also called Don't Worry. Uh, it's it's actually part of the Butthole trilogy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's Cats Three. <laughs> <laughs> it all ties back. Um. Yeah, the, so, the the earthquakes were uh, Judy Dench farting. <laughs> yeah, farting. Yeah, <laughs> it was James Corden just yeah. walking around <laughs> trying to get into a restaurant. <laughs> um, right. So when we we find uh, uh, Alice is back in her house, and um, she is like kind of confused why she's there. I want it, and I, maybe I'm misremembering this. So correct me if I'm wrong. This is the scene where Alice wakes up and Jack is ready in the kitchen, like cooking. Yeah. yeah so this is yeah because she she passed out after touching the yeah. the the yeah if the it, dome. it it, it yeah. reds out the screen yeah. and then she wakes up in her bed. Yeah. And then um, she walks in the kitchen and Jack is already making dinner or he's attempting <laughs> this to. This guy trying to cook. Yeah. At one point uh, he's making trouble. mashed potatoes and he's like, "What what am I doing wrong?" And she's also, like, "You need to like, boil them." It was such a like art man dumb scene. Like he's yeah. like trying to crush. Like unbaked potatoes with a whiskey bottle, like that. That scene just like was just a whoa! Look at the man yeah. trying to trying to cook like a woman. Um, it took me way too long to realize that he had just like folded his apron down to cover his pants, and not that he had tucked it under his shirt. <laughs> I was looking at it like, how's the rest of his apron? <laughs> to be fair, Mitchell, I think trying to make mashed potatoes. Uh, with the whiskey bottle sounds like a heritage moment for your family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My family did uh, did patent that method. It was <laughs> just like in the old country. <laughs> well, just like grandma used to make. Um, can we also just quickly talk about uh, Harry Styles' accent in this? Yeah. Okay. Because okay. because so, he okay. So his character in in this film is British. Yes. Allegedly, uh, well, Harry yeah. Styles is a British man. Yeah, there is a scene where they're arguing. Yeah. Right, it's the first time they kind of there's cracks in their marriage, and uh, she's kind of saying like, "Oh, something's wrong with this place," and he's like talking about their life there, and he goes, "All life, Alice, all life," yeah. and you're like, "What accent is this? Yeah, it, like, that's not your real accent." Yeah, I. It felt to me like he was trying going between his like his British accent and like uh, an American accent that was like biased Southern. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I from uh, a lot of the movie thought he was trying to do a Boston accent. Yeah, and or then, Boston. Uh, when someone said, like, it literally took the moment for them to go, "Oh, you're British, Mike." Oh, that's what he's trying to be. Yeah, no, the yeah. thing he is and failing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was a yeah. I the up until that point, I belong like being like, what, where is he? Where is he supposed to be from? Because they mentioned Boston a few times in the in the movie yeah. of characters being from Boston, and then yeah, like they they have him be like, oh, you Brits, right? Yeah. And then I was like, wait, he needs to go <laughs> to on. Johnny Depp to learn how to do a proper English accent. Yeah. Uh, Johnny English. Sorry, just to go to Johnny English. Um, right. So when we see 
the next day, Alice wakes up and she gets a call from Margaret, who's like, "Hey, you saw the headquarters too, right? Like you and and uh, rather than her be like, "Yeah, I saw it," she just kind of plays dumb, Alice, and is like, "I I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like, don't yeah. don't call me again." Uh, and then I don't remember why she ends up outside. But she ends up outside and sees. I think she's doing laundry. Yeah. No, she she um, she's at her dance class, and then mm. she has a vision of Margaret uh, in trouble. Right. Right. And yeah. then and, and then, then she, she runs back to Margaret's house because Margaret's her neighbor, right? Yeah. And, and so like, she runs back yeah. through her her like her her laundry that's on the on the clothing line, and she sees uh, Margaret standing. Um, is it on top of the house or on top of the hill? Top of the, house. the roof. On top of the chair. So she's on top of the roof, and Margaret slits her own throat. And yeah. falls, and before uh, Alice can get to her, uh, these guys in red suits just show up and drag the, the drag Alice away, and then pick up Margaret and take her away. Um, this just instantly reminded me of uh, Dom and I were looking for the runtime mm-hmm. on, on this on IMDb b- before we watched it, and like there was some section of IMDb that just has like I guess some like I don't know tags of like associated with the movie, and yeah. I, I, I saw two things. Uh, oral sex <laughs> and throat slit. <laughs> oh, watching Gone Girl? Yeah. Um, it's also like such a movie thing to like, like committing suicide via throat slit. I don't think anyone has ever actually done that. Like, it's such a like theatrical, like, I'm going to die now. No one kills themselves Yeah, because I think it's like you can, you can show the face, right, yeah. while they go... It's just every time I see someone kill themselves that way, it's like, just take a nosedive off the roof. Like, it's Sepuku. so many less steps. Hmm? Sapuku. Just... I 100%, per- I 100% thought you said sapupu because that's your that's your energy right now. Listen, man, just got farted one time 40 minutes ago, you know? One time. Just go up there and commit sudoku. Oh, fought Alice. <laughs> You're my sapupu. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so we we see them we see them drag Margaret away, we see them drag Alice away. When Alice tries to talk to Jack later on uh, about it, Jack doesn't believe that Margaret slit her throat. He's like, "No, she's at the hospital." But I what the fuck's her husband's name? I don't even remember. Uh, he was such a minor part. Yeah, yeah. her husband has like maybe two lines in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, oh yeah, her husband said she's totally fine. She had a little fall or whatever. Um, and then they see the doctor once again, play uh, Doctor Collins, who tells Alice, uh, you know, she's had a rough go of it. She should take some medication to help things uh, feel better. Whatever. Uh, while he's kind of out of the room, Alice sees a folder for Margaret and uh, decides to snag the folder and sees that it's uh, a bunch of redacted stuff. Um, I I, I kind of looked away during this part. Was there any information of note on this redacted document? No, like that like that was her frustration was that she opened it and it was, it was like all redacted. So she yeah. didn't actually learn anything. Yeah. Why are you carrying around a fully redacted document? Like, oh, yes, I need this for my doctor work. Yeah. Yep. With no information. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, it's it, it just was a scene that, like, it added to her paranoia, but, like, the redacted document for me, I was just like, oh, I don't. It would be better if it was just blank. Like, it was just a folder, and then he opened yeah, it, and there was nothing pages. there. Yeah. Empty pages. Yeah. You know, to kind of, like, create, like, the, oh, what the fuck is this conspiracy? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, sorry. We, we then come back to... Uh, Alice and and Jack in the house and uh, Alice just wants to stay home and have a night in and and Jack says no we have to go we have to go out and then they go to a big fancy black tie dinner 
that's being thrown by Frank and like the whole company. This is where he brings Jack up and he's essentially like, you know, I'm promoting you. You're now like the head of this project or whatever. Um, a note on this. Yeah. They keep like at one point Nick Kroll shows off his fancy ring for going into this like, yeah. like oh, I'm in the whatever. Victory club. project. <laughs> yeah. The victory project. But it's like I'm on the whatever council. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, Jack um, ends up like getting the ring too, and they never bring up what it does. Mm, yeah. Like oh oh, what does this mean? Like it's not like oh I'm I'm part of the group. I make decisions. Whatever. They never address that. This is anything other than a ring you get. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's th- this scene to me was also quite weird. Like, and I, I get maybe it's supposed to be a little bit, like, off-putting. So, basically, what happens is he promotes Jack. Uh, during this time, um, uh, what's her name? Alice takes Bunny, Olivia Wilde's character, into the washroom and is like, something's wrong here. There's something messed up here. Like, we, you know, like, we could go right now, you and I, to the headquarters, and we could go see. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, this is, like, a, something fucked up here. And Bunny basically goes, like, shut up. Stop ruining things. <laughs> And she's like, you're crazy, and then leaves, basically. Storms out. Um, and then uh, after that, we uh, we cut to, I th- and maybe I'm, I was just reading the Wikipedia as I was trying to remember the order of these things, so I could be misremembering, because I wasn't trying to take too much detail down. But um, at one, uh, the, the next scene is, I think, a dinner party that Alice and Jack are throwing. Right? Uh, Where they've invited Frank? Yes. Yeah, there's like yes. a, some meaningless stuff between. But it, well, that's the next we're thing. missing a lot though, actually, because there's like there's, um, so Florence th- Pugh has a whole breakdown. Right. So there's yeah. moments where that. Florence Pugh keeps seeing visions of things of a different life, uh, of a yeah. of a modern like contemporary to our time life. Yeah, um, and, and she's also seeing a, a lot of imagery that just yeah. seems like uh, nonsensical, like whimsical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. so there's like, uh, like, uh, oh, what are they called? Like uh, synchronized swimmers, but yeah. kind of just like on land. And yeah. there's a moment where the glass tries to kill her. Mm-hmm. She gets smothered uh, by the between glass and a wall. Yeah, but like it's it's odd with the the glass scene and the scene where she's in ballet mm-hmm. and sees uh, her neighbor. Uh, yeah. like having a thing those two scenes are like kind of the most like surreal part but they don't there's not an, there's only two big ones that I can think of yeah right I think so and so it's not enough to build like a trend of her seeing stuff it's like well, two out of place it, it was like it's her seeing things that don't belong in her yeah. time, yeah. in her time and, right? and like the thing that bugs me about it is like there's all there's these surreal moments there's these visions that she has of these things that are like <laughs> I think this is maybe the fault of the direction and yep. people in, involved in like the the planning of it. It's like those things make sense if you know where the story goes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they don't the, they don't try and build up an intrigue of like where that's going. It's just mm-hmm. here are just images. Yeah, Florence Pugh is seeing these images, and it's just the same images, mm-hmm. and yep. you don't ever really feel like you build context as to what this could even be. Yep, at any point. Um. Yeah, no, like throughout she 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 keeps seeing these images and more and more she keeps feeling like something's off. Yeah. Right? Like she's like this uh, she starts to think of what Margaret thinks of like she doesn't quite belong there and she's not sure why. Mm-hmm. Uh which once again is 
really well acted by her. Yeah. Like, she really conveys so much with her. Like, she's she's one of those actresses that, like, conveys so much facial expression. Yeah. Like, you can tell, like, when she's frustrated, when she's, like, um, um, you know, upset. Like, she really just kind of, everything works through her face. Like, her body language in general is just very, very good for that. And, like... You know, we've seen Midsummer and, and other things she's done. And, like, it's... Midsummer is, like, the example to me of, like, how good of an actress she is. Like, mm-hmm. her... I've rarely seen somebody scream and cry in the way that she does in that movie. Like, yeah. so convincingly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, we, we... Sorry, to cut back to this dinner party. Um, my favorite trivia about this dinner party that I read... Was that uh, they at one point they're like, "Where's Bunny?" Like the Olivia Wilde's character, like, "Oh, she, oh, you, know, you scared her off, didn't you?" Yeah, she's supposed to be in this scene. Olivia Wilde just decided to not have her in the scene because she thought she couldn't act and direct at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, she couldn't. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, too busy fucking Harry Styles the whole time, apparently. Yeah, uh, like l- one thing I noticed, and it was really mm-hmm. early on um, in like one of the first scenes mm-hmm. where it's her and, or sort of uh, Alice and uh, Bunny, mm-hmm. Olivia Wilde, was Olivia Wilde in her scenes is distracting and not yeah. in a good way. Yeah. She's like, she just feels like she like stumbled in from another movie. She, yeah. She's like not just like on the same wavelength. And yeah. I think... A huge problem with this whole movie is you're putting Florence Pugh, who is a fantastic actor, next to a bunch of people who are not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I, I would actually disagree is... with a little bit of that in the sense of I think most of those actors are pretty good actors. I think Olivia Wilde, with the right director, is a good actress, mm-hmm. right? The only person who I genuinely am like that's not a good actor, just give a bad, straight up terrible performance, is Harry Styles. 100%. Like, mm-hmm. the rest of them are all good actors and but everything I, else. I think even, even Nick Kroll can handle dramatic work. Yeah. Like his his couple good. scenes where he's, like, he does a bit more dramatic heavy lifting, he's great. I, I actually like Nick Kroll in this. I think the yeah. first scene he was just Nick Kroll. Everything after that, I liked him. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, he's very good at looking kind of white bread in that way, but, like, giving off kind of a weird vibe later on, which is, like, mm-hmm. he's very good at it. Um but yeah, so this this dinner party that we're now at, um, the tension is kind of boiling with with Alice. She's very frustrated. You can tell she's like prepping d- dinner and cutting lemons. And Chris Pine's uh, character Frank shows up, and uh, everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's Frank! Holy shit, it's Frank!" One of the guys is like, says something trying to impress Frank, and he just walks away, <laughs> which w- it made me laugh. Um, and then he goes into the kitchen. and He's like, mm, "You know, I've." I've been wait. I've been watching you, somebody who challenges me, and she's, yeah, and he's talking to Florence. Pugh. And so we're talking to Florence Pugh, yeah, while she's cutting lemons, yeah. Um, and it just kind of gives like a very creepy, like you know, I've noticed you. I'm watching you. Like I'm, uh, you know, you challenge me type of thing. Yeah, and and, and alludes to the fact that he knows that she's having visions of something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of leaves the kitchen. Yeah, I, I. I love how he gives a speech about yeah. her, like, pushing him to his limits when, yeah. like, all she's done at that point is just, like, ask some questions about what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I don't feel like I belong here. And he's like, ah, another limit pusher again. <laughs> first, we had that first limit pusher. And then I tried to put my shoes on. They didn't fit. They were pushing my limits. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, Jack pushed your limits on my uh, office table earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, uh, then they go to have, like, the dinner scene. 
uh, with all of the characters. And uh, Florence Pugh takes the head of the table very yeah. grumpily and kind of shoves Jack off to the side. And uh, Frank takes the other end of the table. And uh, it just leads to her accusing him of a bunch of things of like, this feels fake. Nothing's real here. What's wrong with the food? And this to me was weird because like it felt like a scene from WandaVision a little bit where I know you haven't seen it, Mm -hmm. but like where she's accusing him of something and they're all being like, pretty silly. What's happening with the weather lately? Hey, like, you know, they're completely disengaged from what she's doing, but they've never indicated that that's something that's been a thing before like they all react to things happening mm-hmm. like they're all people in this setting but he just keeps leaning over me like oh she's pretty delirious and pretty crazy and they're like oh yeah i've heard that that happens to white women like <laughs> you know like they're just like they just keep doing that and like they don't really address her speech and it feels like a scene that they they like the whole time you're watching this movie you're getting very much cult vibes from frank Mm-hmm. right he feels very culty like i said before he feels very jordan peterson-y where he's like i'm gonna take a certain type of guy and turn them into a certain type of guy in mm-hmm. his opinion right and this scene just felt so weird and disjointed to me like once again like florence is giving great performance and like it it just feels like it was very poorly directed of telling the other actors in the scene what to do mm-hmm. you know like it just um yeah, like uh, uh, what was that? Yeah, he she argues she argues with Frank and like it's just it's just weird and she oh and er, sorry earlier in the thing we kind of see her routine of she makes eggs she makes steak mm-hmm. she makes breakfast and then at one point she's making eggs and she picks up an egg and cracks and crushes it in her hand and it's empty mm-hmm. and she does that with all the eggs and that's when she starts noticing something's weird and yeah. off so yeah. that's like kind of the first inciting thing that like really makes her go like wait what's wrong here can we talk about how how loud it was did you guys <laughs> notice that yeah it was like, very it, loud it, the, the, the mixing was just so weird and like on like almost all of the all of the like kitchen scenes I think I, I was so mad at that particular scene because it was supposed to be like oh she's having this moment where she's like uh, she's getting distracted by the eggs and whatever one the empty eggs never pays off um, and two um, it like cuts over to the steak that's in the pan being like uh, pan fried. Um, but the steak is burned on the top that's mm-hmm. been uh, on there. And I'm like, uh, did she flip it halfway through this and then reburn it? Like what's going on here? So like, it's, it's jet black on top. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. Like this, it, like uh, this whole movie just comes across as a first attempt like movie. Um, like you, you haven't quite gotten like the, everything down like you have like these visuals you want but like you don't haven't figured out how to execute them correctly and like and i know that it's technically well, the second attempt her first one was great well and that's the thing like i think it's going from making your first attempt being like a coming of age story about young women which is something that obviously olivia wald probably went through mm-hmm. right i don't think she was rich growing up or anything like that so she probably went through like a high school experience mm-hmm. and this one is like, I'm going to make a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. And it just takes a certain type of director to make a certain type of movie. Yeah. Not every director can make a set. Like, there's probably some great directors out there that couldn't make, couldn't turn this script into a great movie either. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it, yeah, it feels like there's so many things where she's like, oh, and we're going to include this. And we're going to include this. And we're going to include this. And they're like, okay, cool. Like, how does it end? And she's like, and we're going to include this. <laughs> I think we need to elaborate more on just the 
the the things that happen with Florence Pugh when she's when she's in the kitchen. Like we we I I think we've passed over probably the 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 most amazing scene in the movie. Um, no, we talked about yeah, when she, she got her pussy. pussy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What about the dinner that was spoiled? No. Oh, that was, that uh, was... Oh, yeah, also, when they're doing this, like, she slaves over an oven for yeah. four hours and then just starts pushing mashed potatoes off the table. Good, perfectly good dinner, man. She, um, I mean, he ate. Uh, no, like, we... Uh, the plastic we, wrap, we passed over that. Oh, we? Yeah. yeah, sorry, I completely missed that scene. That scene um, had zero impact This is th- This is... This is... Uh, what's her name? Alice's Cabinet of Curiosities. It's just, it's just her in the kitchen, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think this is... Sorry, this is when she starts to think something's weird and off about where she lives, like, right? Okay, so she... We have this scene, which which this this kind of thing happens a lot in this movie, where we're just suddenly cut to Florence Pugh in a different environment. We're not sure what mood she's in. Maybe she's okay. Maybe she's not. I don't even know what the context is. We just su- suddenly cut to her in the kitchen, and she's fucking saran wrapping her w- face. Wasn't this after <laughs> Margaret died? No, it was. It, it was. It, the, this was, I think, like far into the second act, and, and Margaret dying mm-hmm. was like end of first act or something like that. And right? she's like individually wrapping everything in the kitchen, <laughs> just. <laughs> Like every loose drumstick, she's like, and this gets its own paper plate. And this did she do that? Pretty much, like oh yeah, like yeah, three right. or four. She starts by doing that, and yeah. then she progresses to just her does. head. She yeah. she does the thing that Safeway used to do, where they're like, and we'll give you one bag for a banana, <laughs> and we'll give you one bag for this ice cream. So and here's a plastic and foam wrapped half an avocado. <laughs> when she wrapped her face, I I honestly tried to see if I could search this and find the image. I don't know that the terms. Do you guys know that that fucking weird like? jelly that pink jelly fit like not a jellyfish but this jelly looking like sea creature that looks like it has like a derpy smile and it's like pink i think i know it's um a blobfish yeah she looks like a fucking blobfish classic blobfish (laughs) um right so after the whole dinner party scene we see alice and uh jack talking uh at night and jack is very upset about how alice acted um, and she's asking questions about like, what do you do and stuff? And she's like, I, something's wrong about here. We need to go. Like we need to get out of this town. I'll pack my thing. We'll pack our things and we'll go. And then it cuts to her running to the car and in very unintentionally funny dialogue where she goes, I made a snack. <laughs> <laughs> I made a snack for the road. And then they get in the car and, uh, Jack just goes, I'm sorry. And then she's like, what did you do? And then the guys in the red come by and drag her out of the car in one of the worst acted crying emotional scenes that uh, Harry Styles could have given. Because right. Florence Pugh is like screaming and clawing and being like, don't fucking drag me out of here. And just giving it her all. And he's supposed to be like fighting back his tears and like very emotional and screaming. And it just looks like he's scrunching up his face real hard because he doesn't know how to make himself cry because he's not an actor. Yeah. Uh, and he's not being given good direction on how to cry. Yeah. Um, and it's just very bad. Like, it's ve- like it was one of those scenes where I was like, oh, like, this is genuinely a bad, like, a great acted scene on one side and a terribly acted scene on the other side. Yeah. I, I love the fact that, like, if someone is, like, killing themselves... Their, re- their response time is within 10 seconds. They are there the second the body hits the ground. Mm-hmm. If someone's an active security threat that they had ample warning for, oh, they'll be there within 45 minutes. Yeah. Their reaction time is horrific. I, I, I saw it as like they were prepared and waiting. For her to be... But like she for, had plenty of time in the car. 
Well, I yeah. thought that Jack. Well, Jack told told them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack they told Frank. Me, Jack he, told Frank he, immediately. Yeah. He's a narc. Yeah. yeah. Um, I. Well, it's the whole cult thing, right? Yeah. Like it's he. He's afraid of Frank uh, in a lot of ways, so he mm-hmm. tells Frank yeah. immediately. At a certain point, I just started viewing the Red Men as uh, Maytag men, and it made my <laughs> my viewing experience much better. <laughs> I don't know why they're dressed like that. It's a very odd choice. There's to me. no reason. Like they could have just um, been in business suits and just fitting yeah. in. Like they could have been anyone. Well, and so after after it, this, it actually sorry, yeah. it would have been way more menacing if the people doing that were the neighbors, like and not like or like the men in the neighborhood, yeah. like grabbing the the uh, uh, sorry, what was her name the the neighbor, um, Margaret. Uh, Margaret Margaret. Like if if she hit the ground and all the other men in the neighborhood grabbed her and tore, her. Yeah. that would have been way creepier than yeah. just like nameless or like have, having suits. having it be like when uh um alice tries to go towards margaret all of a sudden another sh- neighbor shows up and is like hey what are you doing over here like trying to distract yeah. her and get her away and then like she looks back and margaret's just gone from there yeah like kind of building the eerie creepiness of like something's clearly off about this place mm-hmm. uh and no instead they just sh- show us behind the fucking curtain immediately of like yeah oh yeah we just drag dead bodies away yeah um Right, and so after this, they drag her to the doctor who gives her electroshock therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I originally thought they were going to lobotomize her. Yeah, I, I that's, thought that's that what I thought was happening. Insane. But they they give her electroshock therapy, which then shows us present day Alice, mm-hmm. who the one kind of cool uh, scene change editing choice that they did was showing the surgeon working on her. And then it, like, cuts back to the surgeon, and it turns out it's her in present day working on someone else now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And I was like, that's kind of a cool shot. I, that took me out. Like, I, I wasn't expecting that. And we see that Alice, in real life, um, is actually uh, a successful surgeon uh, who works a shit ton and goes home to her loser boyfriend, played by Harry Styles, <laughs> who all he had to do to be a loser was straighten his hair. <laughs> well, and grow a little bit of scruff. And... It, when he when she walks in, she uh, we overhear that he's listening to a very Jordan Peterson esque podcast that is being done by Chris Pine's character. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, he he immediately made me think of Martin Starr. Yeah, he has a big yeah. Martin Starr energy. Yeah, um, and we kind of see yeah he's he's unemployed. He's uh, frustrated that Alice is so busy in her career. She's you know working. I think she says she worked like. F- what like 36 hours straight and then came home she has to be back at work like the next day yeah uh like right in the morning uh he meanwhile uh his only task was to get the sink fixed and he couldn't do it mm-hmm. um and uh she's kind of upset because he was like oh i didn't eat because i didn't know what you wanted mm-hmm. uh kind of expecting her to do everything like very man baby tendencies mm-hmm. and uh yeah, we just we we see that, and we see that she's like yeah, kind of like oh, very clearly over his his shit, mm-hmm. and then it kind of cuts to him going to the Victory Project, which is a um, run by Chris Pine's character in real life, which is setting up a virtual reality for them, uh, where you can kind of pick your life. So mm-hmm. he picks to be British. Mm-hmm. And and there's a part actually on screen. Was that, he British in the it, real it, world? No, no, he's American. No, he was, he and his American right. accent's better than his British accent. So this is what I, I was thinking is that I think it was intentional that he was supposed to have a bad British accent mm. that was sort of American, sort of British, because yeah. the reveal later is that, oh, he's not British. But, but it's AI. It's supposed to just like, in his head, supposed to just make it work. Yeah, I mean, like, if that if that was the case, 
kudos to him for making a cool choice. Yeah, but yeah. but, it, but they don't not... do enough to establish yeah. that being yeah. a thing. Yeah. Like they should have had him like drop his accent a couple times, drop it, or practice, or do something. Yeah, yeah have a s- have a scene once she's figured out that something's fucked. Yeah, be, like of him practicing how to say things in a British accent. Yeah, um, yeah. So we see uh, on the screen. That uh, at one point it says, like, um, uh, partner or whatever, emotional uh, 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 life partner. Uh, like, do you know them or not? Like, previously known or not? And he picks yes. So that was oh a really I, cool implication yeah. to me of, like, oh, so obviously now we know that they're in a simulation. Um, that a lot of these guys may have just kidnapped these women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this also creates maybe the biggest plot hole to me. She's a very successful surgeon at the age of, like, 26 or something. Mm -hmm. Nobody's a surgeon at that age unless they're a prodigy or they're the good doctor. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I'm a surgeon. I'm a surgeon. (laughs) Um, But, like, people would know she was missing. And we see that he has her essentially chained to the bed. And he's got an IV attached. And he's occasionally just dripping water in her mouth. Yeah. And the thing that they kind of say is like, oh, you're in charge of making sure she gets out of the simulation and is healthy or whatever and blah, blah, blah. And it's it's very clear that none of these guys are doing that. They're just keeping them chained up and like just keeping these women alive. How does she poop? That's what I was thinking the whole time. In the bed. The way Hamza does. Yeah. Poop in the tub. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, like uh, there was so much opportunity for this to like be a cool payoff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they did nothing with it. Yeah. Like, they didn't explain the Literally attack. Only... They didn't explain what's going on or why it was formed or anything. They just... Well, the thing that was wild to me was, like, they're still in their apartment, right? Yeah. That Also, I thought that the, the rumbling would be like, oh, they live near a train. Yeah, that, yeah. I thought the same thing. I thought it was just going to be like... Because it's they clearly run it like living uh, like a uh, you know despite her making good money and although she probably wasn't because I imagine she's probably a resident or something yeah, at or this point. It's New York and it doesn't yeah. matter. I think it's supposed to be Philly, isn't oh, it? Because they claim that they're all from like they're from Philly. I got the impression that it was New York for some reason as well. But, but I, it I looked like it looked like a, a New York place. But like I late, think it's just a shitty apartment during the oh, sorry during the dinner party scene. Uh, Alice keeps bringing up how all of the oh how did you meet the, the couples are all well, the exact same that was just the same right but she talks about how they're all from Philly mm. um, and that made me think like maybe the Victory Project is set in Philly mm. like maybe that he's from Philly um, but yeah like there was uh, uh, yeah I thought that that would be the payoff of like oh that's a train okay cool that'd be a nice little detail added in there right yeah. like the train comes by nope no payoff to that whatsoever yeah but also like. She yeah she's a you know quite a successful surgeon. If she's a surgeon at that age, she's probably some form of prodigy, right? Why aren't they looking for her? Why wouldn't the cops immediately go to his house and see that he has her chained in the bedroom? I mean, yeah. he could just like literally message a letter of resignation, and they there's no reason to look for her. Yeah, but yeah, if but she, she has friends, right? I yeah, mean, she has friends. She family. probably and, and she probably works. the like the dean of medicine there or the you know the whatever is gonna. Come by and be like, why are you resigning? Yeah. You know, you have a promising future. Like, anybody who's invested in her in any yeah. way. Like, there's... And I will say the the story, uh, the the actual ending to the, the, the book or whatever mm-hmm. that I read that explains this, much better. But, like, here, like it felt like there was a mm-hmm. whole, like, third act missing from this movie. Like, yeah. there should have been, like, instead of their apartment, they should have been... At a like a facility, yeah. and the rest of the movie should have been her waking up and trying to get out, and like yeah. finding Frank yeah. and seeing what he really is, and like yeah, so, like uh, 
it would have been better if like that was actually the third act and I think everything else was shifted forward that this reveal of the virtual reality was sooner mm-hmm. and yeah. the memories that we see are less like this whatever random imagery and mm-hmm. more of like oh there's a different life maybe sort of like how they did it in Arrival right mm-hmm. where like Arrival you kind of see she's she's sort of like looking at this life is it in the past is it in mm-hmm. the future yeah. what's happening mm-hmm. like they should have focused more on like building to that reveal yeah mm-hmm. but they didn't like they they give you all these images and then at the end it gives you the context yeah, like, yeah. that that would have been way better instead of just nonsense yeah cuz they like really i think for like the first act and a half or so like i think all of the images and flashbacks that we well flashbacks but images that we see that Florence Pugh's having don't relate to her like real life at all yeah, it, it only like really ramps up like the half an There's hour before the, the only one that we get is we get a shot of loser harry styles early yeah oh do we yeah okay. of him like sitting in front of a screen mm. glasses with the hair and the and the stubble yeah um, but like we get the um the the ballet synchronized swimmer people and then we get that drop of blood the drop of blood never is anything nope. that's yeah. just nope. nothing that's just to they use it, it as feels a like button they, whenever there's violence I feel but. like they keep doing it to be like oh look at this drop of blood that's also a Rorschach test maybe and yeah. then it just goes away and you're like Okay, okay, cool. You think yeah. you're so smart? <laughs> yeah, this movie just uh, thought it was so smart. That was book smart. Yeah, that was book um, smart. Yeah, so we we have the scene of like seeing what they're like in real life and everything and the and we see that uh, Alice is chained up in her kind of uh, Alice in chains. She's a sen- yes. She is um very good. Uh she, I can't get over this one. This is great, <laughs> buddy. Take a lap. Take <laughs> a lap. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um that's a 10. <laughs> That's a ten. Do come on, give us ten right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so we we see this this uh, their life essentially that's outside the sim. Then we come back to the sim, and Alice is being brought home by uh, Jack, and Bunny's there to greet her, and she's like, "Oh my god, look at how happy your lives are! So happy to have you back." Um, and then Alice is in the kitchen for the first, and they kind of do a bit of like, oh, life's back to them fucking and sucking and eating and fucking and sucking, you know? Um, she's just getting her pussy ate and forgetting about the real world, you know? Just like the rest of us. Um, and, uh, at one point, uh, he goes to touch her lip and she gets a flashback of like him doing that in the real world. Yeah. yeah. Which was an interesting choice, but then they wait too long to pay that off again, I think. Yeah. Like they should have a constant little ones. Mm-hmm. But then there's another one where he's singing, so she's humming a song through the whole thing. That was the only thing they yeah. paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They she's humming a song through the whole thing and he starts singing it at one point and she it triggers her to remember her life. Mm-hmm. And she drops all of her shit in the kitchen like she's cooking, she drops everything and is like, "Tell me the truth about what you did. Like what did you do?" And so he confront she confronts him and uh he breaks down and is a little bitch about it and is like, Yeah, it's a, it's, we're living in a simulation created by Frank. Yeah. Um and then he hugs her and starts to, I guess, uh bear hug her to death. Something, he just starts squeezing know. her her Something torso clear. super hard uh, as he's on his knees and she's having trouble breathing, so she grabs a scotch glass and hits him in the head. And apparently if you die in the simulation, you die in real life. Because uh, yeah. we get a quick shot of him simmed wearing the sim glasses and his eyes going bloodshot red. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, yeah, and he dies. Bunny shows up and uh, she's like, what did you do? And Alice is like, we're in a simulation. You have to under, you have to believe me. Turns out Bunny's known the whole time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason, and it's actually kind of a heartbreaking reason for her character, yeah. is she choose, she knows knowingly is in the simulation because her kids died out on, in the real world. And in the simulation, she can see her kids. Yeah. Which is a very sad... And I wish they had made Bunny more three-dimensional up to this point yeah. and made it more of a heartbreaking so, reveal to your for point her. earlier, you're saying she seems out of place. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, that's what her I choice. Yeah. yeah. That well, might I, be a genuine yeah. choice. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Her, her character movie, feels like she knows what a cell phone is the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, this whole movie, they don't build enough trust mm-hmm. to think that things like Harry Styles' accents and Bunny being out of place... They, they don't feel like they're choices. They feel like they're mistakes. Yeah. Like, w- what should have happened is, like, with the hairstyles accent thing, mm-hmm. it should have had him being British talking. Yeah. And then, like, she says something and he says something purely in an American accent. Yeah. yeah. And then and she goes, wait, been... what? And then he just goes and be like, and he goes back to his British accent going, like, yeah. what are you talking or about? Or just I remember she it... doesn't even acknowledge it. It just yeah. happens. And... Yeah. 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 And you go, wait, what the f- what was that? Yeah. Like, yeah. you have to s- you have to plant these seeds of doubt for the world to, mm-hmm. like, have the payoff be like, I fucking knew it. I knew where this was going. But like, we yeah. get to see these weird ladies dancing 80 yep. times. Yeah. Um, Isn't that Yeah, cool? we see, like, we, we get, like, a fucking black and white of, like, somebody doing the fucking Charleston and, like... Yeah. It's, yeah. So, um, yeah, so she kills uh, Jack. She runs outside, um, and she's covered in Jack's blood. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see Nick Kroll's character, Dean, come out, and he's like, "What? where's Jack? What'd you do? He runs inside... Bunny's like, get out of here. Like, you need to run. You need to get out of here. They're going to, uh, if, if they kill you this time, he won't be able to, uh, reset you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess is like, if you die in the sim, you don't die in real life, but you have to be put back into the sim. There was some weird implication that like the, the, uh, the men or like the, I guess the people who are actually signed up for, for the project, like would die in real life, but the people who like the partners wouldn't didn't they imply mm. that or am i making that I, up i think you're uh, the partners mistaken. could die i think and they the men could just reset them back into no, it I, right? I think he i think that they when that last bit they they said like if you get out he can't put you back in so you're yeah. you're 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 free oh i see yeah, yeah. okay and not yeah, so because i think if she died she died like because they uh, yeah. were they, they were trying to establish those stakes of like yeah. if they kill you you're gone yeah he can't nobody can put you back in nothing yeah. can save you yeah um so yeah uh nick kroll's character comes running back out as she's getting in the car uh, which leads to maybe the most un- uh, unintentionally funny scene i've seen in a dramatic movie in some time so he jumps. Uh, she has like a convertible, or mm-hmm. he, they have a convertible. He jumps in, trying to grab her and grab the steering wheel. And uh, Bunny grabs him and kind of throws him out. Where he <laughs> he eats himself like this <laughs> and just falls onto the grass. <laughs> and it's so fucking funny that Bilal and I paused and started <laughs> laughing hysterically, and we rewound it to watch it again. And it literally looks like she's throwing. It's clearly him. But if you didn't know, it would look like he's just, she's just throwing like a mannequin, <laughs> and it was so fucking weird. I didn't catch and like, that at all. Yeah, I didn't either. I like, will show to the you point after. that when we end this, I want to see it. I, I'll show you after. You're probably still paused on that point. <laughs> no, no, no. We 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 paused at that moment and went back. Um, but uh, yeah, then uh, Alice takes off. All the other car, all the guys in red show up and start stealing people's cars. I think it would have been a better choice to have all the neighbors just chasing after her, like before. Uh, yeah, again, just like all the people she's been friends with. She have scenes of her going to the supermarket, saying hi to the fucking guy at the grocery store, at the deli, at the dry cleaner, whatever, mm-hmm. and have all of them be after her. Yeah, right. Like all her entire circle of trust is it is fake. 
Yeah. Right? Um, so, um, yeah, we... Um, she escapes in the car, and then uh, uh, everyone's chasing after her. We see that Frank has heard about what's happening, and he's kind of like, you can't let her get to the to the headquarters. Also, why aren't the headquarters guarded in any way? Okay, and, yeah. and my, it, it, one of the many problems with this is they yeah. don't establish, like, the exit yeah. well enough. Like, they at one point, all the men are driving, yeah. and then there's, like, some voiceover being like, exit in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Yeah. But then when she goes, she just presses her face against the glass. Uh, yeah, you like touch the glass and it goes red and you come out of but, it. But like they don't explain that like why like they should yeah. have had all the guys get out and like do that to exit instead of just driving yeah. and vanishing. Um, like, yeah. They they don't establish that like oh that's how you get out and it just yeah yeah. So anyways, me. she's she's driving through the desert now and she's kind of being followed by two different cars. Mm-hmm. They keep slamming into her from either side and she pulls the old switcheroo on them and slams on the brakes and then they hit each other and then they hit the doctor who's driving. A hundred kilometers an hour directly at them <laughs> for no reason other Somehow than... Somehow he's coming from the other direction. Yeah, yeah. from no reason other than to die. <laughs> and they all slam into each other and they di- and the doctor dies and the, the henchmen uh, reach out to, to Frank and go, Oh, Dr. Collins is dead. And then he's like, oh, son of a bitch. And then he stands up and turns and gets stabbed in the stomach by his wife. Is there yeah. a reason? Nope. Yeah, there's no at no point do they go like, oh, she's the actual mastermind behind everything. Yeah, yeah. she he's just the dumb meat puppet that's there to be like the the shitty patriarchal yeah. guy. There's none of that. It's just like one of those like twist choices that just thinks the well, audience is stupid. Where it's like, oh my god, she changed. Well, Whoa! It, and it's also like she's in on it. Mm-hmm. It's not like yeah. she's just learned that she's also in a sim. She's fully aware of what's happening. If yeah. if um. She had stabbed him and said something along the lines of "I'm getting out too." Yeah, that would have been a, a thing. Like, oh, this is this is our chance to flee. Like mm-hmm. that that would have been a reasonable yeah. uh, writing choice. But like now it's my turn is such a stupid yeah. mm-hmm. uh, thing. Like they haven't established that she was like super power hungry or that if you uh, kill also, the king you become the king like also they, like they, all these guys are these incelly type guys that they've kind of established that are like women are oppressing us uh they're you know we need men's rights they're not going to suddenly follow her because she killed the guy <laughs> like they're just going to be like all right let's kill this woman now like it's that's that's all that's going to happen um, so yeah, as we're, they're driving to the headquarters, she is driving on this, like this rock path that kind of winds up to the headquarters and, uh, in the most random, uh, like, oh, women could be bad drivers. She just turns into yeah. a rock. She was like, ah, yeah, ah. <laughs> she literally, there's no reason. Yeah. There's nothing in her path. She just turns a little too hard and hits a rock. And then suddenly her car is sideways. I was bewildered by that choice. Like, just say that her tire blew out and yeah. that's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. women can't drive is, yeah. is the message of this movie. Um, and then she, uh, is like, oh, like, oh no, what am I going to do? And also she could have just reversed. It wasn't that hard. I was looking at yeah. that. I was like, you could just reverse but it. But it's, it's setting up that she blocks the cars from coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she, like, blocks the... the right. She somehow makes a perfect 90-degree turn. Yeah. But then she looks down to see what the rest of them are doing, and they're sprinting up the, the rocks. The Maytag yeah. men are coming because your yeah. service is due for your washer-dryer yeah, combo. They're, they're coming up the rocks, and, like... She just stares at them for like twenty seconds. She does that a lot during this thing, where yeah. it's like she's rushing with like her life, like 
after she she um, pulls that 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 switcheroo stunt mm-hmm. and they and they die, she just pauses for like twenty seconds, like oh they're chasing after me. When when this when this thing happens yep. and she gets to the top, she pauses. Oh look, they're they're still coming after me. Yeah, um, she does it like three times. And yeah. and uh, so anyways, she she starts sprinting full force, and to her credit. Florence Pugh runs like Tom Cruise in this fucking I movie. I had the same thought when she was sprinting. I'm like, man, it's Tom Cruise. Like, yeah, she she goes hustling. fucking high knees, straight hands in this run. She like once again, just being a talented actor and somebody who's committed. She looks like she's legitimately running for her life. Yeah, right. Um, also, she's in bare feet on rocks. Yeah, like, she's, she's yeah. killing her. it. I, um, so any, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I wonder if they edited like shoes out <laughs> no or like if there's mats down because like, like she was given it yeah. I'm, I'm sure that they probably put some flesh colored shoes on her oh, yeah man. especially since it's you know, actually her running like yeah. if she it's not a stunt double on yeah. something it's yeah did there's they, no way they made her do it in bare feet there's zero chance did they uh, get the flesh colored shoes from the place that all the flesh colored uh, feet in your your room come from no those are custom okay yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah did yeah. you mean flesh lights yes you can buy them I, out of their feet. I'll send you a link. You know what? As I'm soon as you said deeply, that, I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm so upset knowing that this is probably true. I, exactly. I was 100%. like, I know this uh, against my will, and now we do too. Yeah, yeah. it's it's the the monster from It Follows. It just, yeah. But like, so I I understand how a fleshlight that models you know a vagina works. How does it work with a foot? Uh, you just it's you, just you, a vagina in an ankle. What's the? That's not how it works. <laughs> so you're saying I could do the funniest Frankenstein cosplay <laughs> this year if you if I really wanted to. What I'm saying is that old, if you're old Dickfoot himself. What I'm saying is that if you're uh, it's raining and you're wearing nice dress shoes, you can yeah. just slip those over. Because <laughs> if you're into feet, you're not like you want to do something to a foot, not to a foot vagina. I, hey man, I'm not. <laughs> I don't speak for these people. You are now the spokesperson. <laughs> I hate that this is the topic of conversation for this supposed feminist movie. <laughs> so, and I say supposed movie. feminist movie that be, because I feel like, uh, despite how much she wanted to be a feminist movie, it, it feels very misogynistic. This movie. Did oh she, yeah. And, did, did she want it to be? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, it, it's uh, a feminist movie the same way that uh, the char- the new Charlie's Angels movie is. <laughs> where and, if you don't like it, you're a sexist. Same with Cocaine Bear. And Cocaine Bear. Yep. Um, it. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, it. Um, so nothing's good. <laughs> we we get to the point where she's up now on the walkway, basically to the headquarters, and she stops to look behind her to be like, "Where are they?" <laughs> and you see them coming up the steps. They're closing in, and then she stops for about ten seconds to be hugged by Harry Styles' ghost, which <laughs> I didn't understand what that was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he just goes, "Don't leave me." Yeah, and and it's not like oh they had like. Like, he was a shitty gaslighting abuser. Yeah. And for yeah. a moment, she romanticizes it. It was a weird choice. And then decides, okay, I'm going to go through anyways. As they're about to grab her, she she goes through, or she touches the... Um, the Magic the, glass. The, the glass, and it cuts to black. And then we hear her breathe like she's just woken up for the first time. My thing with her, like, waking up in the... Re- and it cuts to black, and that's the mm-hmm. end. Uh, my thing with that is, like, she still wakes up chained to a bed with a dead person beside her. I was going to say, she is 100% dead. No one's looking for her. She's chained to a bed. Yeah. She is 
she's yeah. dying in a way more horrible so, way so than if she had that died. Is, by the way, game. that is the end of the film. Uh, the end, and then we get Don't Worry Darling on the screen. Uh, and, and then, then you're mad for 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, genuinely one of the weirdest paced, worst endings I've seen in a long time. Yeah. So there's also the implication then that when she, you know, when she sees the, the, the dome for the first time at the beginning of the movie and she touches it. So she then, went back into the real. So they don't is, really explore that at all. No, there is one quick shot where we see from her perspective, her legs being dragged back yes. into a bedroom. So it's implied that she got out. Um, uh, f- uh, Jack got back and basically drug her back in. I took the her being drug as the original. Oh, uh, I took it one. as like she's gotten out again. When yeah. she did that, yeah. she got out for a second. Because she yeah. is like in there. So I, I took that as the original like whacked her on the head yeah. and got her into oh, the, no, the, the yeah. I took her as I took it as like she got out. She was remembering that she actually got out yeah. and he was dragging her back in. Yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong, like when we see that memory of her being dragged, that's like mm-hmm. way later in the movie, like mm-hmm. like much further after she actually, you know, yeah, touched, yeah, touched but that, that, that that's time, what I'm yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like I I think she's remembering that that happened. Maybe that's why uh, she was like strapped in the second yeah. time is because she got out once. Okay, but I think they show that she was strapped in both times. That she's always he always strapped mm-hmm. her in. Okay, then how did she get out the first time? Huh? I don't know. Three. Maybe she managed to wiggle her fucking restraints off. Like I don't know. Three mm-hmm. quick notes that make this movie better. No, no visuals at all of those weird dancing ladies. Yeah, yeah. easy. Uh, th- that was literally uh, them trying to be like, "Oh, look at how cerebral and weird yeah. things are." Don't do that. Spend that time on things that actually pay off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, second thing, or I, uh, I'll just merge the two together. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't think you need. I don't think you need the 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 dinner scene um, at all. Where like it, it, that 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 first time where they go over to Frank's house. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need that. Mm-hmm. I also don't think you need any of the dance studio stuff. You don't. No, need none th- of it pays off. Yeah. Um, you also off. don't need, um, uh, hey, here, Harry Styles, here's your ring. Now tap dance for 13 Oh, minutes. yeah. I completely glossed over that. Yeah. They just have it. He just makes them. He's like, dance. And then he just keeps doing a tap dance for like <laughs> the, for a monologue. I thought they were building up to hit him, like um, him falling and like hurting himself. That's what I thought they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then he would just be like, I didn't tell you to stop dancing. Like some, yeah. do something ominous. Yeah. The, the, like, the thing is they don't really set, they set Frank up as a villain to women, obviously, mm-hmm. but they should have had him be like a gaslighter and abuser to the guys too that were in his cult. Yeah. Like it should have had Harry Styles fall, like Jack fall during the dance bit and him just look at him and be like, I don't remember telling you to stop dancing. Like mm-hmm. just get him right back up, even though he's hurt yeah. mm-hmm. just to be like, I have all the power in this dynamic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, it, it would be cool. Uh, like we talked about earlier about introducing Frank, like much later. What yeah. if the first time you saw Frank was when he has that conversation with, with Alice in the kitchen. Like, that's the first time you, like, see Yeah. Him. Like, yeah. maybe, oh, is Frank going to arrive? And, like, you don't know. And then yeah. Frank arrives for the first time in the whole movie and, and just then to he, talk to her. And he tells yeah. her, like, yeah, I've, I've been watching you the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know what you're doing. He knows, like, every intimate yeah. detail. Yeah. Like, that would be so much better of a choice. Oh, and then, uh, same thing, like, instead of having, like, him, like, taking care of, uh, his wife in the bed, like that's where he goes to work. Mm-hmm. Um, have that be like part of the facility thing that you're paying for. So and he actually goes to work. They they yeah, gloss over it. He, for it. Yeah, yeah, he goes to work to pay for the sim, right? Like yeah. he he got a job to pay for the sim. Yeah, uh, I, which is something they very quickly say and then gloss over. Yeah, it. that's yeah. what I interpret. That like yeah. they they all like when they all leave the yeah they're like, getting the out of the virtual yeah, like reality home. They they leave so they can actually go work in the real yeah. life in real life. Right? And it's 
so funny. And again, like I don't trust that this was a choice. Um, if um, uh, Jack wanted, he could have just had that life. His wife or his wife goes to work in a very successful job. He could have just been a homemaker. Yeah. Also, like, is it but, not is it not implied that Jack is also like an engineer in real life as well? That's out of work. Maybe uh, I'm not sure. But I, I think know. they keep some details. He had consistent. a nice computer. That's yeah. all I know. I I do think it was intentional that like um, Jack has that moment where he's like screaming, saying like I'm 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 working so that you can like like stay at home. Yeah. Like you know I like I think that's supposed to be like you know the flip of what's mm. happening in real life, which. You know, I think is actually smart, and it was probably done better in the book. But I, I don't think. So, do you guys want to know how the, sure. the kind of the yeah. details of the book? They're a little different. So, um, one of the kind of key details that uh, actually, you know, let me pull this up because mm-hmm. I actually I, I don't want to just do it from memory. Mm-hmm. So, let me just pull this up really. And while quick. you're doing that, I want to bring up what I think was my favorite scene in involving um, uh, Olivia Wilde's character Bunny. Um, it's just it's just this this throwaway line where she says. Um, that little weirdo makes the best Manhattan I've ever had. It, it actually made me laugh. And I think part of the reason why it made me laugh is because that's what I want to say to Mitchell the next time that he makes me in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> that little weirdo makes the best Manhattan I've ever had. And <laughs> uh, also, it was, um, again, I don't know if it was an intentional choice, but like she said, this is the world where my kids are. And she wants nothing to do with her kids. Florence Pugh gets along so much better with her children. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's like, oh, but they I think like she, she just me. wants to be kind of like a mom, right? Like yeah. sometimes moms are like, ah, fuck off. I don't want you around right now. I just want to drink and cheat on your dad. <laughs> <laughs> just want to smoke by the pool. Uh, okay, so I, I got it here. So this is actually in the original script. Some of the differences that they changed mm-hmm. that Olivia Wilde changed. Sorry, it wasn't the book. My, uh, that was my bad. Uh, in the original uh, script, um, Jack and Alice, who have different names, mm-hmm. uh, don't have like the super blissful marriage mm-hmm. that they portray. Um, Jack discovers that Alice has secretly been using birth control because she doesn't want to get pregnant okay. with his kid, uh, which is like a major conflict. There's no victory project like in the movie. Um, mm. Instead, uh, the oh, sorry, the men seem to have real tangible jobs in the simulation Alice is trapped in is called Alt-Life, mm. uh, which Alice accidentally discovers via a portal disguised as a motel. So there's portals for them to go to to get out. Okay. They're not just like, oh, one big headquarter. They're just random mm. places. Okay. Um, uh, it is through this portal, not a flashback or shock therapy, that she's able to figure out exactly what is happening to her. So the original ending, after Alex break, uh, Alice breaks through the simulation via the portal, she finds herself in a machine resembling the ones used for modern MRIs. Confused and weak, she screams for help, and Jack rushes in, half naked. I don't know why that detail's there. Uh, he tells Alice that she's found his exit portal, but says he will simply program a new one, stabbing her with a syringe and assuring this is all just a dream. When Alice wakes up, she's back in the simulation, only this time in a hospital, and the doctors explain she suffered a chaotic break, sending her home with pills. Still, she's not convinced. Uh, she follows Jack and finds a new portal he created this time, uh, made to look like a house with an alt-life reality sign. Uh, staked in the yard, Alice is once again transported to the MRI machine, but this time she finds the energy to stand and explore her surroundings. Here she finds she's actually in the year 2050, and Jack has faked her death via a car accident. Hmm. So a big thing that was in this is that uh, the men all have to fake the women's deaths mm. in order to get. So that's why no one's looking for them. So okay. that's a plot hole solved right there. Yeah. You just need one quick thing to explain that. Yeah. Uh, you literally could have just had a shot of like an obituary or something, yeah. like in a paper. Yeah. 
you know, to be like, like have him have kept the clipping. Be, be like, you know, young surgeon dies in car accident. Mm-hmm. Done. Easy. Right? Or yeah, have him clip it out because he's faked the death. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, she also discovers divorce papers and a video describing alt life as a haven made for men who are tired of living in a world controlled by women. <laughs> uh, all they have to do is fake their wife's deaths using the instructions provided, swap out the women's memories for new ones, and plug them into the Neuralink unit, which is the machine Alice keeps waking up in. Horrified by the information, uh, but aware that J- uh, Jack will be returning, she goes back in. Uh, she confides in Bunny about her plan to escape, but Bunny rats her out. Um, they then take Alice away and give her shock therapy, once again making her complicit to the alt-life standards until she finds a motel key. Doing the laundry, suddenly all of her memories come flooding back. Uh, there's some action-packed moments where Alice borrows garden tools from Bunny, using them to stab Jack in the hand. Nice. Tie him up so she can confront him in the process of getting him to confess what he's done. She pours hot coffee on him and threatens to sodomize him with a broomstick, which she ends up doing. Hell yeah. Jack owns up to trapping her in alt life, and Alice goes to leave him forever. Unfortunately, he ends up freeing himself, and in their struggle, Alice kills him, stabbing him in the eye with a screwdriver. Um, after he threatens to give her a DIY lobotomy. <laughs> uh, screen face of black. Alice wakes up in a hospital, all life hospital. Uh, where she told she imagined the whole thing uh, that she killed her husband in her thirst for liberation. The doctor tells her she dreamt up a world where women were empowered. <laughs> Uh, a world, a fantasy world where women were no longer expected to stay in the kitchen. A world where they can be free. Alice doesn't believe him at first, but slowly accepts her faith, uh, fate uh, as truth. Uh, Bunny comes in to visit her for a minute, not quite sure why, until she leans into Alice's ear and whispers, "I'm so sorry." There's an exit portal through the doorway behind me. Alice finds the, finds the door, turns the knob, and the screen cuts to black. Hmm. That's the original ending. Just covering the plot hole of where these women are missing already makes it better. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know why that was cut. Yeah. It was cut for fucking showing synchronized swimmers. Like, yeah. Um, so would you guys, uh, where would, would you recommend this movie, not recommend it, or just forget about it? Um, to anyone who likes movies, no. But this movie has a huge spread of mm-hmm. between like critic and audience ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that might just be Harry Styles uh, yeah. stands, mm-hmm. but I will say more than any other movie that we've watched so far, I understand the audience rating because if you were just to go in and watch every scene, take it at face value, turn off the movie and not think about it again, mm-hmm. I, which is how a lot of people watch movies. I mm-hmm. understand how you can leave that movie being like, oh, that was a good movie. Yeah. Um, I do not feel that way. <laughs> I, I think this is a, a, a dumb person's uh, idea of a smart movie. Like, a, a, yeah. you know, like, it, it's just, it thinks it's so much smarter than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing really ever pays off. Yeah. It's just super frustrating. And, like, it, yeah, I to me, I wouldn't recommend it to people. I, I do get why some people would probably like it. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's just so many things where you're like, oh, there was probably a scene explaining that that they just cut for some reason. Yeah. Like when she is finally frustrated with the simulation and the women start realizing like something's mm-hmm. off too and all the glasses start exploding, like the lights. Yeah. What is that? That means nothing. I hated yeah. that so yeah. much. If uh, like honestly, I wanted to take that scene and uh uh like redo it to a Katy Perry song. <laughs> Firework. I got the eye of the tiger. Firework. Fire. Firework. Yeah, no, it's firework. firework. 
No, um, I'm very specifically thinking of a scene from New Girl where they do that in slow uh, motion. Like oh. it's, I also think that they should have shown the other guys being fucking losers in their real mm-hmm. life too. Show us these other insully guys that were all kind of like, bandied together by Chris Pine. I expected to see Chris Pine either like being either like a charming uh, charlatan in yeah. real life or just like an absolute incel basement I, loser. I thought they were gonna. A, sorry, go ahead. Like who's who's got like all these people tricked into thinking like this is the real way and I, I wanted to see him as like a snake oil salesman yeah yeah, yeah. like a hundred percent the Jordan Peterson like oh if you only eat meat you'll be right <laughs> like um yeah it just uh there's so many missed opportunities like for me this movie and I I told you this Mitchell like there's a good movie in here somewhere yeah, yeah exactly I, I think that you could even recut this movie into being yeah. a fine movie. Like, like that's why with just the scenes that well, exist. To, to, to your point earlier about um, for people like us mm-hmm. uh, um, being upset at this movie, I think it's because we we understand that it could be a lot better. Yeah, right. It's it's. I'm not mad at this movie. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Well, and, and I think I was thinking about this like today. Like this is one of those movies where like if you had a you know a director who's maybe just. Olivia Wilde is probably going to be a good director through her career. Mm-hmm. Like, Booksmart is good. It shows that she's actually, like, a quite a competent director. This is a misstep. Everyone makes bad movies. Yeah. It happens. Um, and all the behind-the-scenes drama probably doesn't aid anything in this, mm-hmm. in this instance. But um, I think this is the situation where, like, if you had, like, a David Fincher making this movie, this movie would be almost three hours long and would really drag you in. Was this in. movie not six hours long? It was two hours long. Oh, my God. Uh, but it would really kind of pull you into the world slowly mm-hmm. and slowly. And you'd start to be like, to me, there should have been things going wrong with the sim. Mm-hmm. Right. Just to make it like be like, wait, what the yeah, like yeah. a little glitch here and there. Yeah, like, or just like, oh, this glass broke. Oh, I'm going to go pick it up. Wait, the glass is yeah. fine now. Well, like, yeah. oh, you know what I mean? Like just things. I like, guess they were doing that with like the, 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 eggs. the eggs and, and stuff like yeah. that. But I think what they should have been doing more is like making her like giving more of the hints that there's there's two realities happening. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what they should have been doing yeah. more rather than, like, things are weird. Well, things from the so, real world yeah. leaking into yeah. her. Someone her, asks yeah. her a random medical question. She knows it. Yeah. Like, oh, why would I know that? I'm a housewife. I yeah. shouldn't know yeah. how many, well, how to repair ribs. Ideally, like, you know, like we're talking about the accent just, like, uh, sl- slipping, like, they don't. Have, they don't explain it to you. It just yeah. happens, and you kind of you 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 it. You feels, it feels off. It, yeah. Like it feels yeah. off a little bit, but you're not really sure why. But that would require the director to trust the audience, which <laughs> they absolutely do not. Yeah, I mean that's a theme of a lot of bad movies. Yeah, yeah. directors not trusting well, the audience. Yep. So I I definitely would not recommend this. Passan, yeah. I'm guessing you feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like you know if you're okay with turning your brain off, maybe like while you're sleeping, <laughs> like uh, falling asleep, <laughs> like it just it's it's weird. Yeah. And, <laughs> Great to fall asleep to uh, Harry Styles struggling to pronounce dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Alice, all life. All life. It sounded like uh, Clone High JFK. Yeah, like, it was <laughs> very weird. It was very, very, yeah, it was a very JFK voice. Um, um, if you want to see burnt meat in various capacities, burnt yeah. burnt steak, burnt bacon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah there's a lot of burnt bacon. Perfectly good uh, potatoes on the floor. Yeah. Uh, the bottom of a decanter covered in dry potatoes. <laughs> Just like Mama used to make. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh, Mitchell actually serves that as part of dessert. Uh, with that's true. Yeah. What do you call it? White salad, right? Yeah, yeah white, salad. white salad. No, yeah. that white salad is a uh, there we go. Main. It is not it is a side. A, it is a regional dish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is if a it, side it, to go along with your main. It is not a dessert. 
Uh, it should be. It's, nope. it's a perfectly fine dessert. If it dessert. is not from Shots. the white region of the interior. <laughs> um, is that is that a specific it, sub-region no, of the interior? Just I think that's one. that's just a superset. Yeah. Super salad. No. So, uh, where, did Bilal laugh yet? <laughs> no. Um, Ham's yeah. brother thinks uh, su- super salad is the funniest joke yeah. in existence. Um, on on actual uh, movie notes, was there any part of this movie that you really liked, or you 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 thought they were Florence doing well? Florence Pugh's performance is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if it's in a, I think if the movie on a whole was a good movie, she'd mm-hmm. actually probably look at some awards buzz. Yeah, um, I thought Chris Pine was fantastic in yeah. the kind of limited role. Yeah. that he had. They didn't give him enough meat. No, but... most of the other characters were two dimensional. Unfortunately, yeah. I thought also set design was pretty good. I I was yes. gonna say. Like the, it's the shot set very design well. yeah. and shot the well. um, um, uh, just like the aesthetic of it was perfect. Like yeah. they really like Who, the cars, right? The house colors, like they, whoever they, did the costume design, yeah. fantastic. And apparently, there's a whole thing about her uh, the dresses Florence Pugh wears, like mm. that are like something subliminal within the film. Oh. Like the costume designer put more thought into it than fucking Olivia Wilde. So <laughs> in my mind, I was picturing you when Florence Pugh was wearing that 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 like silk like somewhat see through thing that you just passed out for for <laughs> for a good pulled, portion of the movie. Uh, uh, the movie ended up being eight hours long. How have we not discussed that yet? That you have just the biggest crush on her. Yeah, she's very pretty and very talented. Uh, I know. Uh, uh, I, I'm not saying it's a problem that, uh, that you do. I'm just saying. No, I do. Uh, I it like. It was probably midsummer. I guess was the f- no. Yeah. What was the first thing I saw her in where I was like, "Wow, she's just gorgeous." It Black might, it might have been before that. Um, mm. Yeah, I can't remember now. But yeah, I remember, like I yeah, I have a huge crush on Florence Pugh. She's very pretty. No, you know what it was? It was uh, the movie The Outlaw King. Mm. It's got Chris Pine in it, um, and uh, uh, he plays. He plays. Ro- yeah, I think he plays. Yeah, you do. You see his whole donger. Uh, you see, here her, we go. Your encyclopedia. Well, they have the, a sex scene in it, and I remember the f- yes. Uh, they have a sex scene in it where, like, it you think they're gonna like cut away, and then she just takes her clothes off, and you're like, "What's happening right now?" And then they just cut away, and you're like, "Was that shot necessary?" <laughs> Fine, <laughs> I'll watch it. And then later on, you just see his wiener as he's bathing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um. Yeah, no, she's, I, yeah, I have a huge crush on her. She's fantastic, and I love her, and I hope she's listening right now. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you so much. Um, we have one listener, and it's Florence Pugh. Yeah. <laughs> she's the only. <laughs> Everyone else I take your side against her. Olivia Wilde. Um, My queen. Um, do we want to wrap up with an IMDb game? Sure, I can, I can do that. Trump so um, I, will, I will pull up. Okay. We'll pull up someone, and you guys will have to guess what their top four known for movies are on IMDb. I know who I want to do. I hope we haven't done this person. This one might be tough. Mm. Oh, my God. If I can type, you know? Um, okay, so oh, you got one. I, I, I have it up now. Olivia Wilde. Hmm. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Don't worry, darling. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> Booksmart? Nope. Really? Surprising. Um, uh, Alpha Dog? Nope. House? Nope. Vinyl? Nope. Oh, what else what, what movies has she done? Uh, 
The sex tape she made with Harry Styles? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Ah. Hmm. Um. Can you give us years on any of these? We only got one. Sure. Right? Okay. So who? So the years are. 2010, 2011, Fuck. and 2013. In time? No. Nope. Ah, I thought I had one. Oh. 2011, 2010, and 2013? Uh, Tron. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tron Legacy. Tron yeah. Legacy. That's a good one. I forgot she was in that. Yeah. I, I was looking it up recently because yeah. of the rules. I am not the convinced. soundtrack is fantastic for that movie. <laughs> I'm not convinced you guys are going to get the, the last uh, two. Okay, can you give us like an actor in one of them? Land? Uh, it's it's not that. Uh, sorry, what was your question? Could you give us an actor in one of them? Once you guys get in some more guesses, because I mean, really guess too much for their movie uh, too. Uh, the thing is, I don't, I know, don't know. Yeah. Don't worry, Alpha, darling. Too Alpha Dog is where I thought I might get it. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Or I thought vinyl because like, that was a pretty house good show. is always the thing I think of her. Yeah. In. Uh, she was in a bunch the OC? Of the no. She's in the OC. She is in the OC. Oh. She's the the bartender that Marissa has a like a little lesbian. Fine, we can rewatch the OC. Chris Pratt's in the OC too. Is he? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, I'll I'll give one. I don't know if it's obvious enough, but maybe okay. it is. Uh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Um. What the uh, knives out? Logan <laughs> no, no. Uh, layer cake? No, no, that's just six. Daniel Craig? The fuck is Daniel Craig? Is it animated in somehow? Nope. It's live action. Tomb Raider. (laughs) No. That's like 2004. Uh, what the fuck is Daniel Craig done now? Uh, James Bond. No. (laughs) (laughs) Blanket? No. Yeah, this is, this is. Okay. You guys are gonna be mad when when, when you uh, when you told you guess give me another actor? commercial. <laughs> no. Sorry, what was your Can you give us another actor in this one? In in the Daniel Craig one? Yes. Yeah. We gotta guess him. We gotta get it. Uh, we go. Harrison Ford. Harrison. Ford. Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot that movie existed. Yeah. All right. Let's do the. Yeah, that's probably 2011. Ten. Okay. Uh, okay. Hint for the other one in terms of actor uh, Steve yeah. Carell. Dan in real life? No. <laughs> uh, Little Miss Sunshine? No. Um, Evan Almighty? No. That was going to be my next Fuck. one. Is she in Foxcatcher somehow? No. Uh, Despicable Me? No. No, that was a good one. 2013, though. I remember 2013. With Olivia Wilde and Steve Carell. Um, I, I, oh, my I God. I can think of a cover of... Uh, uh, it's not Dinner the... for Schmucks? <laughs> no. Ah. Um. Ow. Uh, Anchorman 2? No. Fuck. I don't think any of us have watched this movie. Uh, can for you a reason. Us, can, you, can you give us another actor in it? Um, yeah. Steve Carell. <laughs> Luke Vanek. Uh, I don't know who the fuck that is, but he's second build. Uh, to top, top cast number two. Uh, oh. Steve, uh, ahead of Steve Buscemi. <laughs> so Steve Buscemi's in this. Steve Carell. Olivia Wilde and uh, uh, Thomas Vanek. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thomas Vanek. Thomas Vanek. Uh, fuck, I don't know, man. This is really hard. Uh, 2013, Steve Carell. Is it a drama or a comedy? Comedy. Comedy. Oh, comedy. Uh, fuck me. Uh, is this Spanglish? That's just, I'm just listening to Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which. I don't, you don't know any other Steve Buscemi movie that would be a. Is it Boardwalk Empire? 
No. I don't know it. Okay. I yeah. will I, I will give one hint that is that, okay. that this probably should be enough and if you guys don't get it then I'll just say Is it the title of the film? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh it, it involves magic. Oh, oh the Bruce uh, Wonderstone, Burt Wonderstone. Burt Wonderstone, yeah. yeah. The amazing uh, Burt Wonderstone. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? The incredible Burt Wonderstone. The incredible yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Fuck, uh, that movie sucks. Yeah. What a bummer way to end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, Olivia Wilde, those... you constantly let me down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, her her resume is not. I'm surprised yeah. her wasn't on this. Actually, she and her. Yeah. Huh. Like, uh, like probably has less screen time than in those movies, but I feel like I don't know. For me, she was memorable in her. Like, she has that. Yeah. She has that date scene with Joaquin right. Phoenix, yeah, yeah. and she's mad that he doesn't. He's yeah. not really interested. You know, who else is in her. Chris Pratt. Really? Is he? He actually is in that. He played uh, with Joaquin's friend. You know who else is in her? Uh, Harry Me? Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right. Well, what a good podcast. Uh, I just... See, again, and um, the other thing that I always think with Olivia Wells, I, my my thought of her forever, like apart from my house, was always like her being married to Jason Sudeikis and being like, the funny guy finally got one. That was, he finally got the win. It really, it hurt her brand in a way that it probably shouldn't have hurt it this much, but yeah. it was like she cheated on Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it really, that really fucked her. Like, to yeah. be honest, like, it was the fact that, like, he makes a show, and he seems like a nice guy as it yeah. is, yeah. Uh, but he makes a show where he plays the nicest man in the world. Yeah. Who's also at his heart broken by his, by his partner. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, I think that really did affect um, her, it, like, public image. It made it that much worse. And yeah. I think there was, like, the whole thing that came out that she was, like, she was staying with Harry Styles at his place, but also, like, took her kids there and stuff. Yeah. And, like, he, it was, yeah, whole, mm. it was the court of public opinion, right? Yeah. Like, all yeah. that stuff. Um, yeah. Did her and Jason Sudeikis have kids? Yeah, they have two kids together. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he served her papers for custody. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole thing, there was, like, a whole thing where it, it was, like, she was at Comic-Con or one of these cons showing off the trailer for this, and she got served on stage. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. she was, she was uh, dodging. Uh, yeah, and apparently he, he uh. came out afterwards and was like, oh, yeah, I didn't want it to happen like that. Like, <laughs> I, I just told him to serve her. Yeah. So. yeah. And they just they just go and do it yeah. however they can. Yeah, they just try to find you. Yeah. And so if you have, like, a public uh, date that you're going to be at, they're like, oh, sweet. Yeah. I will expense a ticket to Comic-Con, and then I will get to go to Comic-Con and uh, serve them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. We don't uh, have a movie for next week. No, we'll figure it out when we get there and uh, post something on social media, I'm sure. Mm. Or we won't, and you guys get a surprise. It'll be a surprise. Florence Pugh, if you're listening right now, uh, I'll be there soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there soon! <laughs> uh, all right. What an ominous way <laughs> Cut to uh, Hamza hooking Florence Pugh up to a virtual reality machine, <laughs> strapping on the new uh, Apple headgear. Um, Hamza oh, can puts we... on the outfit and does the stupid fucking dance. <laughs> can we can we just quickly point out that all they had to do to make Harry Styles like go from like a loser to being incredibly handsome was like, hey, just comb your hair, my guy. Yeah, they also like gave him like acne and stuff. Did too. they? I yeah. didn't even I didn't even notice yeah, they, that. They, they, they like gave him a bit of a fucked up like like. 
scruffy beard and then like yeah he had to shave and comb his, his hair and then yeah. he was like super handsome yeah it's what we could all do but we just see that that was kind of why i was like i think shia labeouf would have been a really good pick for this because yeah. like he knows how to make himself look just hideous <laughs> yeah but then he also was like a handsome guy when he's yeah. just like clean cut so he's symmetrical yeah um anyways uh this is the uh, shia labeouf fan cast signing <laughs> off um <sighs> yeah uh, uh, until next week. I don't know what we're watching, but we'll watch it eventually and be miserable and get back here. Woo! All right. Where, where's LaBeef? <laughs> oh, where is he? This is a horrible knock-knock joke. Okay, bye. 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 Yeah, I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. Like, and, th- like, I knew it was going to be a bad movie. Like, we were watching it. <laughs> um, but, like, there was a little bit in the in the beginning where I'm like, oh, let's see where this is going. And then it, it got halfway through. I'm like, nowhere. This is not. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, during the first parts, I was like, oh, that's steak. Like, put that steak in my mouth. And then later on, I was like, put a fucking gun in my mouth. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Uh, like as as soon as I saw the steak like on the oven that was burnt on top, yeah. I was so mad. I'm like, oh, it's yeah, it's Dom, one of these. Dom was mad right, at that let's, too. Let's let's go watch uh, Nick Kroll fall over. Uh.